Welcome back. Welcome back. We have air conditioning this week. Yeah. It's a whole new world from last time. Yeah. Only. Where I said I'm out of sweat. I looked down and there was just like a puddle on the floor. It was really gross. What, yesterday? The last yeah, time? I don't know if you noticed that or no. not. There was physically like it was running in, it was going on my knee and then just dripping here I didn't on the even floor. That. There was just an actual puddle on the floor from my human filth. That's gross. Yeah. That's just, yeah. Humans are disgusting. Yeah, they are. And I was being but, disgusting in your room <laughs> on your hardwood floor. Yeah, that's fine. Is it kind of hardwood? I don't know. People it's, just say people just nope. say hardwood, and I don't know if there's other kinds of wood floors. <laughs> uh, there's linoleum, it's, hardwood, and... Uh, so it's just... Is hardwood the only wood? Yes. Okay, it's just always hardwood. Yeah. Well, there's foam. Hard is a description, so I just didn't know if there was other types. There Although is. Softwood uh, sounds like a bad idea for a floor. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. There's linoleum hardwood, which is linoleum that looks like hardwood. Yeah. That's uh, just a pattern. Yeah. It's like wallpaper, but, but for your floor. They, but they call it linoleum hardwood. I'm sure they do. Um, because it's dumb. But, uh, yeah, no, this is gotta, actually... they got to run out that character limit. This <laughs> is authentic hardwood. Bamboo. Authentic hardwood. Ba- bamboo hardwood. Yep. Bamboo hardwood is the best hardwood because it looks nice, it's a bright color, and it's beautiful. It has that nice... Uh, <laughs> Those three reasons yes. for one reason. <laughs> Those yes. are all one reason. Yeah, one reason. That's just what it looks like. <laughs> You're like, here comes my list of things. I like the way it looks. <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to say that four times. If I say it four different times, it sounds more impressive. <laughs> it sounds like a longer list. It was mostly just because uh, I came back... I want to say I came back from Japan and I was like, man, you started you started doing what indie developers do when I'm looking at the key mailer page for like the description of like features and I'll be like features of frame rate. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Multiple levels. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why are you saying that? Don't say that as one of your features. That's not, you're already there. On your list of, like that's when you're in trouble is when you look at the list of features for a game and they're like multiple songs multiple levels and i'm like oh no yeah that's the best you can do on your features list not like here's our inventive cool idea it's like it features multiple levels i'm like oh skip (laughs) uh it's a shame we used to on let's tries just play whatever the fuck we, and so we a lot don't? of a lot of real bottom of the barrel shit would get in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And nowadays I can't even get to the bottom of the barrel shit. Oh, because you have too much. I, actual... I do a let's try every other day, which is like a hundred and eighty a year. I think is how the math works out. Oh my god. I think that's how the math works out. Yeah, it's like that's a hundred and eighty let's tries a year if I do it every other day. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and even with that. There's so many like passable games to do that I can't even get to like the backlog. Like Keymailer has a thing where it's like here's the here's the things you requested that they approved. Yeah. And they give you a code. And then there's the things like here's the things that just people are just sending you. Yeah. Where it's like and it's that's always the more worrying list where you get like the like the nightmare like yeah. you're lucky if you get an RPG maker game. <laughs> that's like the top that's like the cream of the crop of the stuff they send to you yes. without you asking for it. Yes. Everything else is like the type of shit that you'll see like on a weird video that is recommended to you that of jim sterling playing a game <laughs> like that kind of shit oh like, yeah like those uh those it's just really... a weird garbage pile of yeah. like somebody's it's either like an asset flip it's at best a school project yeah at best <laughs> most of them are school projects they're oh people. there's so much of that uh i played i was and, I, and I, we used to get to those a bit when yeah. we were doing when we were marathoning them doing them like multiple times a day but nowadays i'm like i can't even get to them because i'm like i'll be like i'm literally at the point of like 
do I do a Let's Try of Iconoclast? Because I don't, I might not get a chance to ever do a series of it. Like, that's the type of thing I'm considering Let's Trying is, like, someone's passion project they worked eight, eight years on. Because <laughs> there's so many indie games. It's becoming that. It's incredible. What a time to be alive. You'll never, you'll never play these. You'll never get through all the shit that's so good. Yeah, there, it is, uh, there, like, every, every week my Steam just keeps growing mm-hmm. and it gets more and more concerning because i'm just like i don't know when i will play these or no. if ever like you're I, playing a doom clone or something right yeah because it was free was that free it's free oh i didn't even notice that yeah it's that's it's amazing i got well because i so i saw it it showed <laughs> up on my a, i put in a key request for it did you <laughs> is really? it really free yeah i didn't even look <laughs> why do people make games that are free i'm so confused uh, well, because they're going to come out. Or? No, well, because it's in it's in early access. Oh. So once it's done, they have like a Kickstarter page. So once yeah. the game releases, oh, then that's it will why be it's sold. called survival mode. Yeah, it's like a single mode from the final game or something. Yes. Okay. You can only play the survival mode right now. Uh, you. They had that uh, gimmick with totally realistic battlegrounds. Yes. Where they're like, it's free for the first uh, ten hours or first hundred hours, I think it was, and then everyone after that has to pay for it. And uh, which no one did. I don't. Think- <laughs> It's really bad. Yeah. Did you watch my video of it or mm-hmm. anything? Like, it's... The map is just empty. Yeah, it's... It's just a giant empty map. There's, like, three settlements in it. And unlike other Battle Royale... Like, every single game I've ever played in the Battle Royale genre, I specifically avoid the super centers of, like, crazy buildings. Yeah. And I'll be like, let's go over to that area right there. I bet I can find something over there to equip my character. And then I'll move towards population centers and stuff like that, or wherever the circle takes me. Because uh, going into a population center is like suicide. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, the place where 20 people are all shooting at the same time and you won't even have a chance to pick up a weapon. Uh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll go to that. Uh, like, I, I was like, I can shoot across the bay over there. And there's like a whole mountainous area over there. I can't, let's see what's over there. It was 10 minutes of walking in open fields with no items. Like, the map is garbage. That's amazing. That, that I'm, even... I, I'm always disappointed when people cite stupid things as being the reason why it's okay. Like, they're like, it's a parody. I'm like, it's just a unironic, genuine battle royale game where you can go gangster mode and he beatboxes. And, like, everyone's playing as a wacky, wavy, inflatable arm tube man, technically. Yeah. But it's a first-person game, so even if their movement is physics-based in any way, you can't see your character moving around, so you can't appreciate that it's, like, funny how your character's moving, because it's a first-person game. Yeah. And the fact that there's, like, a beatbox handle mode isn't self-parody in in its own, especially since, like, Battle Royale got popularity with PUBG, which is, like, a military simulator game, but then all the ones that spun off of that are all, like cartoonish silly looking games so yeah. like the idea of like we're the cartoonish silly looking parody is like not its own selling point when all of them look like that yeah like uh fortnite and realm royale are both like very yeah. cartoony looking and whereas... also like radical heights was if anything was the silly parody of yes. the genre uh, while also being a real one at least yeah this game is like it has it, there's like nothing to it and the map is just huge mountainous open like look like they're generated by a terrain generator areas where you just don't find anything that could be what it is they may have just set they may have created a map that randomly generates and then there's like three cities that exist and it seems like it and yeah they just put those cities and it's from the people that made cluster truck and stuff like that like oh, they, they're a yeah. they're a small company but like that's why you don't make a battle royale game as a small company and it's like you should not be able to in this genre like rocket off to some area and be like, oh, I landed in the area where that's empty and has nothing in it. 
Yeah, like there should just, always it's be. It's just a trap to ruin your experience. The most the the most of uh, space you should get is usually about like um like about two to three minutes of empty space or like before a line of sight. Yeah, you, that should be something. Well, to you go should to. you should always be able to see your destination what? that has items in it. Yeah. You should never be in a situation where you look and you go like, "There's literally nothing in any direction." I to don't go. think I've ever been in a location in a battle royale game before where I couldn't turn around in 360 and be like, "Ah, there's a thing over there." Yeah, it's like, "Uh, there's a radio tower or a shack or a city or a weird quarry or a construction site that might have interesting stuff in it." Like just yeah. something in the map, and that game was just fields. For as far as I could see, and I spent ten minutes just walking, and I didn't find a single landmark. I didn't find a single weapon or item of any kind. Not even the go-to thing you'd put in that kind of area to save people if you're too lazy to make a map is throw some vehicles in there. Yeah, because there were vehicles. I found a vehicle in one of my first lives, but when I landed over there, there wasn't even a vehicle to like help you get out of it. It was just a trap to ruin your day, and it's like it's so badly designed. And you can't hide behind the idea like it was free for the first hundred hours or it's only five dollars or it's a parody. Like it's a video game where the mechanics are the only way to interact with it. And it's not fun. Yeah. And especially because it's only people defending it. It's only multiplayer, too. which You have to you have to put into factors like it's not like it has jokes. No, it's like I'm not going to I'm not going to pay five dollars. You can't make a bad entry in a genre and be like satire. Yeah. That's not how how parody works. And so it was really funny because, like, almost immediately after that, I played uh, uh, Realm Royale. Yeah. And literally the moment I dropped in, where I had not even played the game yet, I was just looking down. I'm like, hey, everyone, look at the map. See how everywhere I can look, there's something in every chunk of the map I can look at? Look how diverse and filled this map is. I would say, I would almost argue that Realm Royale is like, has really good map design. It's, it's a fucking busy map, that's for sure. I look, I look down, I'm just like, that's just, there's just shit everywhere. Yeah. There's always something, there's a lot of places to go. The places you go to have enough buildings and rooms in those buildings Mm -hmm. that you can do a lot of stuff where like, I feel like Fortnite always, uh, Fortnite's really heavy on you never want to be in a building. You want to build your own building when you're fighting people. And it's kind of a pain in the fucking ass because I don't Twitch build. Like, that's the weird thing. Did they ever make it so you can pre-program a building to, like, instantly build? No. So you, so whenever I see, so when people ever crop up with something, they're like, they're like rapidly building the whole thing from scratch. They, they, what they do is they, I've seen it. They have hotkeys set up where they can quickly switch over to the next, like, quick, uh, switch over to build mode. And then they can swap between the. They have like hotkeys for the two different builds that they basically That's will legitimately use. terrifying. Because when I played Fortnite, like when I was playing it in the normal mode, yeah, that isn't battle royale. Even there, like I was like I was playing it in a context where timing didn't matter. There was no time sensitivity, no time sensitivity because you're just building like for fun, like waiting, and then you like start the wave manually, basically. Yeah. And even given infinite time, I'm like, this is the jankiest, most awkward and not intuitive way to build things in like any game I've ever built stuff in. Yeah. And it's like a nightmare that seems to be in many in other in, in some cases like super curtailed so that it could be possible to play with a controller and so on. And like it's just a terrible interface. And the idea of people pl- using that interface in a competitive shooter, I'm like what yeah people just got over it they did and i i see people like i've watched uh i watched ninja stream a couple of times and he just creates mansions out of nothing 
Like he will literally Jesus. like someone will show up, uh, shoot it, like shoot one shot at him, and he's got a fucking fortress of solitude. Was Ninja like, was fuck? Ninja around before Fortnite? Like, did he already have a big following? Or did no, he... he didn't have a big following. He existed before Fortnite, uh, doing minor streams. Then, uh, you know, just playing casual games for funsies. And then Fortnite came out. He's like, oh, I'll play Fortnite. It's free. It sounds like fun. And then he got like Nin- really Ninja into it. Ninja breaks my brain. For how much he streams, you mean? No. Cause I don't, I don't actually, I actually know sh- fuck all about Ninja. Like he takes, he, I, like I don't know anything about Ninja as a person or what his streams are like or anything. Cause I just don't watch yeah. streams really. But like it breaks my brain that he's like, he just was suddenly one of the biggest people on like, the entire yeah, he just like, became, like gaming inner like he became video. like the PewDiePie of Twitch. Yeah, yeah like overnight. Uh, no, because he played a game with. Um, no, even then, because uh, he was already in the news plenty before then. I was like, oh my god, biggest streamer ever. He did this big charity thing where it was the most concurrent views ever on Twitch. And stuff oh, like that, that yeah. was all before he did the celebrity stream. Yeah, like the celebrity stream was after that. In response to that, like his growing uh, audience. What kept blowing my mind is just like I was like Fortnite just got a battle royale mode. And already somebody got not only did they get big off of that, they got so big they were the biggest thing. He's and good. I was at like, it. I was like, motherfucker, how does this entire how does this entire mediascape work? Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> real. He's just really good at a game, and especially a, a, a battle royale game like that. Yeah, it's a lot more fun to watch it so when he, someone's is, winning. Is he one of the people that's so? He, is he one of the people that's good? That's famous for being good at games as opposed to like no, he's famous for being good stuff. at stuff. Fortnite. No, I mean like is he? So he's. I mean like his audience is there because he's good as opposed to like personality or what? I would. I would argue that people will tell you they're there like, for the no personality. One on, I'm just, I just but, mean, like no one on YouTube is famous. No gamers on YouTube are famous for their uh, their ability to play the games. Uh, Speedrunners are. They're not famous. Uh, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's like okay, all the to- every level, single yeah. top YouTuber in games. Period. Yes, is just a personality. Yes, They're all, and almost all of them are face people. It's been in particular, like yeah. mugging at the camera and stuff like that. There's no one on YouTube. Like yes, there's people on YouTube that have a following and they are skilled people, like Lobos Junior and stuff like that, that do like their thing. But they never have a large following. It's I always would, like they have like maybe 200k. And I would stuff say like that. that Ninja is popular because of his skills, and that's super unusual. Yes, but might be but um, that might speak more to what Twitch is. Twitch is more about the game than it is about the person. It's more about the Twitch. Yeah, it's about the Twitch. It has to be more about the people, the game, than and the and their skills and like stuff like that than the person because you can't even get to the person past all the fucking donation shit that's going. Like, I'm like, I yeah. lose my mind. The, I do wonder the thought process sometimes behind the donations, like people donating. Yeah, it's usually self-serving. You do it because you want to get recognized. Yeah, is that what it is, really? Yeah, because I was, I was, I'm always curious because, like, especially, especially for like, like streamers, uh, like Marty was watching uh, Ninja, like okay. in the front room at the at her house, and I walked in and he's like, "Yeah, look, all these people are just, they know that he's incredible, impossibly rich, and they're just, they're just donating." Yeah, it's not even like they're subscribed, it's like to support him, but like in addition to that, they're just spontaneously throwing money at the person that has a mountain of money. Just forever, yeah. When they probably have considerably less money, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to process in my you, brain. Because here's the thing: is that on Twitch, you it's just part of the culture that they they like got kids used to being part of like a celebrity telethon. 
it's less about that and more about the threat like you you don't know how well a person's doing yeah and so in your mind you see the bits and the bits don't have dollar value so you don't except for ninja you definitely know how well he's doing well but i mean (laughs) even still in ninja's case you don't know what at what like how much does he need per month to accumulate before he would just say like eh twitch isn't worth it i'll just leave I'll just go do something else. Oh, and, like the idea of like if he stops making enough money, he'd suddenly just yeah, be he would just suddenly the most stop. entitled shit and just be like, I made less than a hundred thousand dollars today. I guess I quit. Well, no, I mean it's like the idea that yeah, I mean basically that if he could just get a job somewhere else that pays him more consistent and better, why wouldn't he just do that? And has, so you throw money already, at him. He's to, probably already made enough money to never need money again. Right? No, 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 not no, yet. No, no, no. He'll never make that much money. Um, of course he can. No, not on Twitch. Uh, yeah. No. Have you seen how much money he's made already? Yeah. Do you see how fucking retarded he was and bought like a really big house? He's stuck with that <laughs> well, forever. Yeah, that's what people do is they, yeah. they're like, what's that? I made an incredible amount of money. Time to fuck up any chance of this he, being a permanent fix. I guarantee you he's stuck in like a 30 year mortgage for like a, a 30 year mortgage. Oh, that's got probably, so real. Like that probably <laughs> costs. so yeah, real. It does. I've, I've seen like pictures of his house. It's like, I, th- I want to say it's like four or five bedroom house i think it's like two stories <laughs> one of the rooms is like an like literally a movie theater kind of thing uh that'd be and, so great and i was like <laughs> you what you're gonna pay like 25 three thousand dollars a month for rent How like this is ridiculous you need though like is it just for the purpose of seating other people i guess yes it's for like having it's like, parties and friends it's like the movie theater experience isn't too tough like you've been to marty's house we have yeah. a movie theater chair yeah well f- yeah you have one it, yeah we have one <laughs> you don't have like but a like, stadium it was, it was because marty worked in a movie theater and they were just getting rid of old ones and he's like <laughs> i'll take one <laughs> like you just take you just took one home with him and he just had we just have a movie theater chair i was like oh this is comfortable it's never the right height for any activities <laughs> the main problem it, it's exclusively useful for sitting in front putting it positioning it in front of a screen yeah just sitting there but uh everyone ever someone always is interested in trying to as a gimmick I like weird like not like burp hiccups going on. I don't even know what they are. It's like not a proper hiccup, but like a weird like I can't even explain it. It's like a weird thing that you only experience when you're doing Let's Plays or podcasts. Is you like your breathing habits are getting disrupted yeah. wrong because you're because you're talking you're talking so much, but you're you talking get, so fast that you, you start, start inhaling. discovering new problems yeah. of how speaking and breathing interact. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the uh, like it's never the right thing someone always wants to try to try to like live the gimmick of sitting in that chair while doing like a tabletop night or something like that and then oh, it's always like yeah <laughs> like it doesn't fit the tables yeah and, you, and it's too uncomfortable to get in and out of even if it is physically comfortable to sit in yeah but like i don't know none of this is spiteful towards uh it's not spiteful towards ninja like no this is spiteful towards ninja this is no. just me Looking at the bizarreness of this scape, this, it's more of this just the culture behind Twitch scape or whatever the, what yeah. the fuck you call it, because like it's what's it's something it's it's my living is tied to this this to this some extent yeah. overall tangentially, uh, and it's not to say that like I I will be the one to say or I'll be the first to say that Ninja puts in the effort. Yeah, dude does like twelve hour streams like yeah. every week. He's not one of those people. He's not one of those confusing cases where that are accidentally successful. You no, know, like PewDiePie. <laughs> well, even P- uh, PewDiePie, at least uh, by, the, by the standards of then, at least was putting in his time. Uh, uh, I think he at least still edits his own videos, which is like one of the things I was going to bring up was like there's multiple people I've encountered on YouTube that have millions of subscribers, and their channel is based around making like a funny video every week or a few funny yeah. videos every week, and not like not like peanut butter gamer or john tron like scripted videos but like video game highlight videos type things yeah and what i keep finding is that those channels are 
the strangest people where they're like, they don't care that much about their channel and they're kind of just doing their own thing in their life or often like a lot of them are like pursuing degrees or working their other job and stuff like it's that. It's just a hobby. Yeah. And what they do is they record a few hours of gaming and uh, each week. Then they send it to somebody else and that person far- is like that farmed out person is their editor that basically runs their channel and actually makes the video and everything. Huh. It's the weirdest experience where I've I've uh uh I've uh what is it? I Kraken is one of them where I uh through Kraken I found the person that was editing his Dark Souls videos was Neocranium. And I went and I'm like I subscribed to Neocranium's channel because I'm like this guy makes really funny videos. Like the videos on his channel are really funny. And I did was I wasn't always super into Kraken's videos necessarily because hot take just not nece- shots fired. I just it's comedy you like you care about whoever you care about and stuff like that yeah but yeah like I, you could just go to neocranium's videos and he'd be live streaming him editing the videos that were like kraken and vati vidya and other people playing through like dark souls 3 together in co-op and like it, it's the weirdest thing where i'm, like, I'm losing my mind because you get to see the editing details behind the scenes and it's yeah. like kraken doesn't separate his audio his game audio the and most, his speaking audio like combined. The most, the most basic elements of like separating your audio, like separating the mm. game audio and the speaking audio and the audio of like the other collaborators via TeamSpeak or whatever they're talking on, like it's all just like baked into one thing. How does and he? How, how at this point has the editor just tolerated this? I well, he's just get, he just gets he just gets hired to do it. Well, I know, like, but I'm saying he like gets, he gets paid to do it, so he's like, why, "Fuck it, here's your video." Yeah, but uh, why wouldn't you just be like, "Yo, man, you could just do this, and it would make it's it amazing." Because you can look at Neocranium's videos, and they're so much higher quality because he does the necessary steps. On yeah, because he knows what he's doing. It's it's amazing to see like a channel that's like doing really well, but the creator just doesn't is not interested in it doing well on certain degrees, or like there's just, it's just a means to an end. Yeah, and like they don't make the necessary steps to make the quality higher on their end. And then they farm out all the action, all the like the the work work to somebody else, and I'm like, it's the weirdest experience to follow. YouTube is a weird weird place. You could find a lot of like situations where you're like, how does this system work, and why would you do it this way? And it, then, but I, it works. I saw the same thing for uh, same thing's true for Critical to an extent. I don't think he's as detached from his channel necessarily. Uh, I don't think he's like specifically detached from his channel and stuff like that. He's, a- he's actively making the videos all the time and it supposedly donates the proceeds to charity or some shit. But uh, uh, like one day, his editor just contacted me uh, and was like, and was like starting conversations. And I was so taken aback. I think I was accidentally an asshole in my response because I was just so taken aback because I was I was still reeling from the news of real, learning this about like Kraken and yeah. like and then the, the editor for Critical uh, contacts me. I'm like, I'm so confused about YouTube right now because like I'm sitting here like recording for hours and hours a day and then editing f- for all this time and I'm like I, f- I keep finding out that all the people that are larger than me don't even edit their own videos. Yeah. Which, I mean, like, I f- was already baffled by like super best friends play and, and game grumps because like those don't even do like funny compilation videos yeah like super best friends playing game grumps all you do is process your audio and then be like video start here and end here is like 90 percent of the work and the only other thing that happens is like their self-created work with like hey barry throw this in and like why are you doing this to barry like that kind of stuff is the only real editing that ever happens in there yeah and nothing i've never i've never seen any real editing happen in like a, a best friends play video and in both cases like they they have editors. I'm like, that's you just gotta follow the path, Keith. I'm, you gotta get an editor. 
What? That's how you. That's how you succeed on YouTube. I'm I'm extra confused because like it would be one thing of like like I'm someone who could actually kind of use being able to pass off stuff for editing. Yeah, because you... of the n- amount of content being made. Yeah. But like these people make like a video a day in many cases, and I'm like, well, you can't just render it. And no, <laughs> well, I, I don't know why somebody else is even involved. In Game Grumps' case, I am. Like, 100% confused about everything that goes yes. on with the editing process. Like, you're like, it's Cry- t- like it's Kraken and Critical are doing funding compilations, so it's like, there's like... There's editing involved. It, you have to pick like out each the... Va- yeah. Each video takes at least an hour, probably multiple hours to edit. Exactly, yeah. So, like, at least then I'm like, okay, it's a little weird that you've been farming it out at all, but sure... Yeah, you think that if if it's your job that your one video a day would be kind of like a thing you made yourself? I don't. I think Critical makes way more videos now, but I think I haven't even looked at Craig and that for the longest time. But at the, at the time, that was their channels was like really low output, and just finding out they were they weren't even editing was like just a weird whiplash. Yeah, but like the channels that don't edit, like they don't genuinely do like editing, like in the same way that I really don't really do like editing most of the time, and, and they need to farm it out, but they only make one video a day, and I'm like I. It's even, I just can't. It's more comprehend. concerning. Like and they're always multi-person teams you know, yeah. on the con- on the on the like uh, on the talent side. Yes, the people presenting are like two or three people, and I'm like, you already have a team, and you brought more people on the team. To, was it? Is it? I is do you? Is it too hard? I don't like, think they have the skills. Do they do they, genu- they genuinely couldn't figure out like an editing software, or I, is it like nepotism where they're like, eh, hey, we have some extra money. I'll hire my friend. It might that, it, could, that could be it. It I might just know. be it might just be the nepotism. I just I, I um, keep looking at YouTube channels from the outside, and I just want to know what's going on on the inside. I'm like I just, I'm trying to figure out like where's the money going. Game Grumps is like, more concerning to me because they make one video that's like ten minutes and something seconds long. Yeah. So they make like this really short video. They literally do the like sync here, sync here for the you know like they they have like, a process that I that confuses me. Their process is like to create each episode individually. They They're, don't just record it one yeah, time. Yeah, they manually they, cut. Yeah. Every episode where they literally stop recording and start recording again. Yes. Which is like. That makes the editing has to be a fucking breeze. Is, is, yeah. Like you just go like. Boop, boop, like when we're recording okay. a bunch of stuff, which they also do, they binge record for, yeah. for one day, except we. But we do it. We do that like, like every day. Yeah. <laughs> which is why there's so much more content. Uh, but like. They'll. They will literally, yeah, they'll start and stop each, like, they'll be recording, like, they're like, we're recording 14 episodes today, but, like, they'll start and stop the recording every, like, 10 minutes yeah. manually, and I'm like, and they, they write down on cards the sync times, and they give the, the sync, they give all those notes to their editor, which is, like, it's useful and thought out, but I'm like, this is so much extra just so that you can go just so you can say an intro and outro every episode so you can just so you can say next time on game grumps or whatever the hell yeah and also like it actively creates problems because they'll play a, they'll be playing games where like they'll be like next, ah, next time on game grumps like rushed out as they're going to like a loading screen or something yeah and when they come back a bunch of story just happened off camera because they weren't recording and they were like between episodes and the game was auto proceeding still because there wasn't a time you could actually stop the game correctly. Yeah. That happens all the time. We're just like, they just miss a bunch of shit in the game. And not only did the, does the audience miss that stuff because the game couldn't be paused. I think they miss the stuff because they, they, as far as I can tell, they leave the room between episodes on a regular basis. So they just get up and leave while the game's still running. And I'm like, I, 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 the, I, I'm so fascinated. Uh, I just want to podcast with these people. Not even like in an accusatory way. I just want to process what the workflow is of all these different YouTube channels. Because yeah. they're so 
Strange. That would be an interesting documentary. Yeah. Would be about like behind the scenes of big like the big YouTubers. Yeah. Like I want I want to see the behind the scenes process of all the recording things that so many of these people do. And also I just want to ask them questions about why they made each decision. Yeah. Just cuz I can't answer the question. I can't yeah. tell. As a creator, I can't answer the my own question about yeah. the creation process. Like there's the reoccurring thing that I've talked about on I don't even know if it was on podcast. It was I think it was just during random let's plays where I just as somebody who watches Game Grumps, they keep talking about how incredibly busy they are. Yeah. And they've been saying that for like the last five years. They're always talking about how incredibly busy they are. And I'm like, I just want to know what their day is. Yeah. What What is like, their schedule every day? I think... Like, I, I, like, I think are they capacity. manually packing all of their merch themselves? Yes. <laughs> is that why they're busy I, all day? I mean, I like, are they you... doing like slave labor in their back? In the back? Like, they, I've got a 10 minutes of Game Grumps done for today. Time to pack 500 shirts in the boxes and mail them. Like, is I, that their day? <laughs> I would imagine that they do pack their own stuff. But Game Grumps is also a company with like several people working there and yet they're always like i'm so incredibly yeah, they're busy. like always busy i'm like i the only reason i i can i can excuse on some Danny level Danny's and, making music yeah right? he makes like music with this is the weirdest podcast yeah we're just talking about a channel that people may not even follow yeah but it's, it's, it's just this weird topic of like other two uh, youtubers busyness every youtuber is busy every so many fucking YouTubers YouTuber are always is, talking about being busy like, i'm like what 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 are they busy with and, and what are the, they busy with like then, i hear about but then the ones like, that aren't busy scare me more with like jontron it was oh, like yeah. I'm just in, no I'm just what, in between. I have no idea what his life is. What I'm you, so confused. What do you do every day, John? Like you hear about Jesse Cox being busy, and you're like, I don't understand how you're busy because you make like a half an hour video like every other day. He streams, but then, uh, but then like out of nowhere, you'll find out that Jesse Cox has filmed an entire show, <laughs> and yeah. you're like, coming up and Geek and Sundry, this weird thing where Jesse Cox is a teacher or something, and like, like you'll like just find out he's filmed the whole thing. Like, oh, okay, there's just crazy shit happening in the background. I mean, Game Grumps is like that too. They like Aaron appears on a lot of different channels it's, all the I, time. But it's like it's amazing how like is this just a thing you become a large internet content creator person and then out of nowhere you're like doing 500 weird deals that are completely outside of your channel? Yeah. That's I I can't even I process. Mean, it's the idea I feel like I would just be the most terrified hermit and not respond to any of the emails. <laughs> like you're like, "Hey, I got a great opportunity for you." You'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what happens sometimes already, but it's just because 500 people I, I get another three emails every day that are like, join our uh, yeah, our, our multi-channel network. And it's like, what do you offer me? It's like, uh... <laughs> like they can't even articulate what their yeah. value is. They They're, just keep. It's it's, like, I they, think at they, this point they're just on their last leg and they yeah. just send like, emails. Pro tip, if you're making a YouTube channel and just be forewarned or if you're already on a small youtube channel do not sign on with any mcn or anyone that's ever yeah. like join our group or whatever which like uh andrew made that mistake at mm -hmm. one point with sad games and signed us on to some who was it for like a year god i can't remember their name i now. don't remember who they were because yeah. they didn't matter uh they don't do anything they do nothing they, they just take a percentage of your income and offer no services they get well and they give you a steady uh every month they pay you out for what your some channel of, what some of them do which is, is that they, they better than youtube which waits until yeah. you hit a certain limit youtube only pays you when you get when you make a hundred dollars yeah which all, all already we're talking about such chump change amounts of money that's like it's not affecting your life anyway yeah but like an mcn will take a percentage and because they're already getting the money because they're collectively getting all of the money from all the people they will then pay you like a percentage of what you made which is already fucked because you already make such a small percentage because of like the brand like the the advertising how it works and how much youtube takes and everything like that but like having another person taking a cut is already like brutal yes uh 
they take a fair chunk too yeah they take um, a decent chunk while not really offering you anything in return keith they offer and you a library of royalty free music yeah like that's um, always the thing is like we have a royalty it's called Incomptech. kevin mcleod look him up Everyone has access to him. We don't have to deal with like yeah. some particular MCN's fucking like, YouTube has this music. feature built into also, the video YouTube editor. Has, yes, YouTube has its own catalog of royalty free music. Yeah. But also, everyone has access to Kevin McLeod and uses him because every time <laughs> I keep finding you my hear him on podcasts like every or on uh, vlogs every time. Oh yeah, or like I'll uh, I had the the break I had the freak out moment where uh, uh, you know like Movie Bob he has like his. Uh, in Bob We Trust series is his main yeah. series, and it's like he'll have that weird like Illuminati eye intro and like the dramatic music's playing and it's like boom and all that shit's yeah. going on. And I'm playing fucking uh, what's the game that you gave up on? Zenith. Okay, I'm playing Zenith, and it just comes up. I get to a room that's kind of dramatic, and the exact song comes up. Like, oh, that was another Kevin McLeod song, I guess, because <laughs> it showed up in a game, <laughs> like. And like their other things are like like well they they make a bunch of just like fake promises like we'll encourage your growth and it's like they're, they're, it's yeah like a it's weird like empty we'll, promise where they don't have to do anything yeah we'll help support your channel uh, is another it's like, always lies they yeah. never help you in any way it's like good their luck entire contact business with model them. their they, entire their entire business model is to sign up like five thousand channels yeah. so they can collectively make money off of all of them yes. while not actually doing anything and it's always like. The MCN secretly kind of like, like how an insurance agency works. The secret, the <laughs> uh, the MCN is secretly like four people in an office somewhere that are just trying to, and all of them, none of them are to have jobs that are about providing services. They're all just about finding more people to yes. get to before the other ones get them because they're like uh, they're like uh, vultures. They're like uh, the the fake princes and shit like that. They're like, oh, like, yo, oh give me your yeah, yeah, Nigerian bank princes. Account. Yeah, like they're basically Nigerian princes yeah. where they're just like. They're all just pretending to give a service, and they just want to get to all the gullible people before the other people get to the gullible people, yes. so they can sap money off them if they ever get actually make any money. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's basically a, um, it's a beginner's trap. Yeah, is base is what there's MCMs no reason are. to sign on to one unless you are um, a large channel. No, and even then, that's becoming less of a thing. Yeah, but it used to be that when you were a large channel, being a part of a network was how like you would do business to an extent. It was how you did business. It was also easier to collaborate because yeah. everyone was a part of the same network. There would always be like some sort of vague um, thing like a Channel Awesome or a Normal Boots or a Maker yeah. or a Polaris and things like that. Like clearly there were things that were they would all come together and do projects. Yes. And it would affect their livelihoods in some way. But most of those have collapsed at this point. I, I pretty uh, much think all of them have collapsed. And the functionality of what they did has largely gone away. And especially like it used to be some people claimed that these things would like deal with copyright issues for you or something yeah many quick cases they were just like secretly soaking them up while not actually resolving any of them and then the moment you left them suddenly you're like oh here's all these copyright problems that i've always had and just didn't know yeah and all my no my stuff's fucked up i remember that happened to jesse cox yeah actually i remember him talking about that where he's like the moment once he left polaris he was like wait what 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 are all these copyright strikes i thought you guys were doing something yeah. when you took a percentage of my money yeah like a double digit percentage of my income yes well just like more than taxes in some cases it's ridiculous just to not um, do anything for you <laughs> yeah it, it's all a scam that's why youtube started going around and being like because uh, i remember specifically like never, they had a, i've never joined a network and people keep pushing me to and it's like it's never there's no reason to there's never a reason to there's no reason no. to no 
especially especially so with like patreon existing and stuff like that there's just there's no reason because if you have a, a, a pretty successful patreon why would you need to get that youtube money that quickly i've always kind of wondered if that's i wonder if that's like part of if wanda runs into those issues behind the scenes too because like wander he does have to deal with like an apartment where he supports another like there's another person living there and everything so like yeah. his expenses are higher and he doesn't have the Patreon following that I do. But his channel is like four times the subscribers of mine now. Like, it's so massive. You'd have to see, part, like, what his... Part of me wonders if, like, being with Curse Network uh, and them taking a cut is, like, a thing that is one of the reasons why he still talks about, like, not being rolling in money yet, despite being four times my size. Maybe. Like, I always wonder... I, 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 didn't, I should check if he's still with Curse, but he was with Curse, like, last I heard. And it's like, I don't know what they're doing for him, but they're taking a percentage of his money all the time. It's, I, I think I my, my favorite part, is, or my, my pro tip for any young and booming YouTubers is always go to, uh, when you have an MCM or MCN that contacts you and they say like, uh, oh, we do this, we support it, all the, whatever shit. Check out their YouTube channel. Because every MCN has yeah. a YouTube channel. Check it out. They always claim they're going to promote you somehow. And they always, pro- then yes. you look at them and like, even while we were sad games in our tiny following, we look at the MCN that was trying to hire us, and they had even less following. Yes, they had even less following. So, like, even if they made a video promoting uh, you, it'd be like, "Wow, two new people. I'm glad I, I signed a life debt with you." <laughs> yeah, uh, I would always do that if you're if the MCN you're trying to join or is asking you to join is less, like more or less less than a hundred, like 150, 200,000 subscribers on the channel. Not even worth it. Not not worth it's a just single. People trying to get into a bubble, basically. Yeah, they're, they're just, just trying to. They're just they trying found to... an exploitable market that other people are doing, and like, ah, pyramid schemes. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Can't wait. So enough about YouTube backs grounds. Now for more YouTube backgrounds. Let's do Andrew's quitting Let's Plays forever, forever. Uh, starting ever and ever. Starting with Virtue's Last Which Award. Is like, I'm, we're I, never, I, we're never gonna finish no. it. I'm just quitting <laughs> we're, right we're now. Finishing, we're, we're still finishing our co-op stuff, and we're gonna keep recording co-op stuff and podcast. That's what you till, think. Till I'm out. I mean, you can. I can't stop you if or, you just want to. I mean, technically, I already more. am by leaving. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, you could just stop recording these things at any moment if I you could. want to. Yeah, I, ca- I can't make you. <laughs> no, uh, he's here of his own free will, folks. It's, it's, never mind that I'm in his house. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to segue to this back when I was saying, uh, but, but I failed to. Uh, back when I was saying, uh, none of this is like spiteful towards Ninja, but like, oh, it's just yeah. that like. Watching the bizarre scales of shit and how it affects people's lives. Yes. Like, Ninja's life was changed. Like, oh, yeah. Very abruptly. I mean, yeah. And it's like, this was exactly what was, what, what, what the hope was for a while and yeah. never happened. Because, like, we've had multiple conversations before of, like, the idea of, like, if you could, if, like, if you could just do co-commentary as your job full-time, like, fuck it, sure. If I could just be yeah. Danny from Game Grumps? Yeah, I'd, I'd do it like in a heartbeat because you're not you don't like doing it solo, but no. like you've always you've clearly enjoyed doing it as a group thing. Otherwise, yeah. how the fuck have we gotten this far? Yeah, I don't. You keep doing it. <laughs> I am uh, so I am slightly masochistic, but not uh, not in that that's regard. The game choice, though. Yeah, and also we we get our own personal joy out of these Sonics in a weird way. It's just a, it's just the wrong kind. So he says. Yeah, but uh, like. That's been like the, the the hope for the longest time. Yeah, it's just like oh Jesus, can we just just make enough money that this can just be a preserved thing? Yeah, and at some point, yeah, like you're making your own life decisions to 
like move to a different country and like break all this off and everything and like i can't blame you because we started this shit in 2011 <laughs> yeah like, it's not like hold that a little longer andrew and maybe it'll just work out yeah, it's man, like, once you reach the decade then it yeah. really gets good it's like uh yeah, it's it, it it sucks how much uh, money is just the decider of life. Yes, and how much you people like it, there's like an American like myth that you're just in control of your fate if you just work hard and stuff like that. There's a and, yeah, like, and the reality is always like no, you're kind of just stuck with like job markets and what's available and who they'll hire and all these weather biases and nepotism and markets and shit yeah and it's always a weird mess it's all it's all centered around uh it's all centered around what is what uh what must be taken from you to achieve what you want Mm -hmm. so if i want to live in this state in this house in this country i can't do youtube because it's not making me enough money i have to do another job or there's just multiple optimum outcomes of like if i want to if i want to make my job the way i'd like it to go because right now I rent for I rent for a really low price. I rent somebody a room in somebody else's house. Yeah, which I and because that's that's their that's their business model for paying off their mortgage is that they rent off uh, they rent off rooms to Literally, other friends. Because, really, what a real estate empire is. Turns out, if you happen to have a house, if you happen to manage to get a house at our in, in our age group, uh, then you're like the one one of the people that like won. Yeah. Basically. Basically. And one of the great ways to pay off your mortgage is to like rent off the rooms to your friends that haven't made, been managed to be that lucky because yeah. nobody has. <laughs> yeah, nobody has. Nobody this the the whole uh uh wife and a and a dog and two point five kids in a suburban neighborhood thing has like that whole va- that whole like not in my time period that whole concept has <laughs> like, just vanished yeah. over the last thirty years. Yeah. It's not it's not economically feasible most of the time. Uh, but yeah, not, just, especially not in this state. In California, it's just not no. feasible. Like it's it's been a special kind of helplessness of like just watching my income grow at the rate it grows. I'm like, it's progress is being made. I can't like this. It's I shouldn't just abandon this. This is all like this is a reasonable thing that can work out. But the yeah. timelines will never quite converge. Where it's like, and then I can make and then I can set up an office with Andrew and we can just do this. Yeah, just keep going. Well, you say that, but like. You know, at some point, the a lot of bigger, like, you know, take uh, PewDiePie, for instance, or Markiplier, yeah. or any of them. It's like something, like somebody throws a bolt of lightning down, and then suddenly your entire channel explodes in this fury <laughs> of, like, subscribers. Every video is getting a million views. I'll be the first to admit, I totally, I totally sent stuff in to, like, the PewDiePie, like, shout-out contest. Oh, yeah. Because I, I mean, was like, fuck it. It would be kind of a bummer that I might get the influx of, like, the worst community of like people but it would it you just pull also a total could literally change my life yeah no <laughs> i mean just have a sudden influx of people and that's the thing is like it, it you never know when it can happen because youtube is so volatile like that yeah. where it could just one day you could be like oh this month i didn't get like more than 100 subscribers and the next month you're like i had fifteen thousand subscribers what happened yeah and it's like well you played like, that one game and you happen to be the one guy that shows up in the search results ahead of everybody else and everybody clicked on your video which led to more people finding your video which led to more people going to your channel and then also like, whatever the algorithm feels like this week yeah and how ad rates are this month and all these weird it's, elements that there's go a on. lot of weird stuff and also involved. just how much are you willing to sell your soul to like because like the things that require being popular often involve just completely betraying whatever you were doing before. Yes. Like I, I have watched channels like completely transform themselves and appeal to a completely different. Like I watched a channel that used to do like strategy games 
and like a bunch of slow things and just like like all these in-depth games and like do like long series on them and then they convert into like one of those channels that just do, does like the hot indie game of the week every single time oh, and they have yeah. like, like Adam Sandler like bubble font and like a ah face and stuff like that and suddenly yeah. they have like a million subscribers and yep. their life's different and I'm like fuck yeah it's like I, 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 it's, it's the weirdest experience trying to like like I am growing and my income's growing. I'm like this could technically work eventually, but it's like it's it's amazing to watch how like just betraying what your what your channel is can just work. Can yeah, I'm can like, uh, it's it, uh, but again, it's like it's a, it's a gamble still because you could do all that and maybe you just aren't. Maybe on, you just betray your audience yeah. and they'll hate you now. And also, it didn't work. Yeah, it also didn't work, <laughs> which is it's. No, I, I, I can't do it just because I. I uh, it's the same thing as why I can't be a waiter. I was gonna say I can't really imagine you doing. No, that. yeah, like this is all. This is like, like <laughs> as much as somebody might be like, oh no, is he thinking about it? Like, no, I can't even be a waiter because I can't be like, ha ha, I'm acting and this is my my pretend emotions with customers. Like, I can't even do that. Let yeah, alone, like a whole career of like pretending to be this weird over emoting insufferable person that appeals to like 13 year olds that have a lot of time yeah people that you make a your channel grows like crazy if you appeal to really young people because they have so much time yeah watch so much YouTube a lot of time and people want to advertise them constantly because everyone wants to advertise to kids because they're convincible uh and it's like yeah play the hot play like scrap mechanic in a raft and fortnite and whatever the latest colorful poppy game that's super popular this particular month and just go whoa in front of a camera and be really hype about it and like and people tell me to do that like i have definitely had people People just like you need to be more active me to be more like upbeat and excited it's those it's those assholes that come in that uh don't care about your channel but they're just like I didn't like you, and here's why I'm going to explain why you should just be a different person instead of me just finding someone I like, which is the real reasonable thing to do. And they'll like point me to like I think it was cinnamon I think it was cinnamon toast Ken or someone. Yes, probably cinnamon toast Ken. Is that the person that plays Plants vs Zombies? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, they pointed at me at him, and I'm like, be that guy. You should be more like him instead of you because you're an asshole or whatever the fuck. And it's like, uh, I looked at this, and I'm like, I hate this. I I hate this. Shots fired. It's fine. Cinnamon Toast, fucked. I don't, I don't hate him. I don't know him. I just hate the thing he does. Well, Cinnamon, if you ever want to do a collaboration, we hate you. Come just, by and do a collaboration. It's just with watching us. people that do like this kind of like ah. It's 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 like it makes you wonder if uh, it makes you wonder by the end of the recording session how exhausted they are oh mentally. God. Like do yeah. they do they turn what like once uh, once they go like all right thanks guys for watching subscribe and all that stuff and click and they're like fucking it's done. Just, a particular kind like, of entertainment made for children that's like it's like I, I I loved Jackie Chan Adventures when I was the target age yeah. back in the day and then one day I went back to it. And I just looked at it was on YouTube, like yeah. like officially on YouTube, I think. Uh like not even like a weird like like bootleg copy. I know uploaded. it's officially on Netflix, I think. And I just I just watched a little bit of it. I'm like, was Jade always just screaming? Yes. The voice actress is just screaming. Everyone's screaming. Why is everyone on the show screaming all the time? And it's not like screaming like when like they're falling or I mean no, they're all of their lines are being screamed at yeah. all times. And like this Except the grandpa. 
he's kind of Jackie. Like there's a, there's plenty of that going on too. Well, but he, there's he, a lot of people screaming Jackie a lot in that show in particular. It is kind of it is it is weirdly yeah. uh, egotistical. To this <laughs> day, I'll still quote Uncle. <laughs> I I'll Uncle's always Kung Pao surprise. Good for digestion, bad for everything else. <laughs> it's I, like something that melted something. My, like I think for, it melted a lock or something. <laughs> in in my head, mine's always just thought one more. Yeah, the one more thing. That, that's the, that's the, like the, there. Yeah, which I always, I was always, of course, I have like a bastardized wrong version in my head of what all the syllables are, which I said in front of Carissa once, and she corrected me because she's Ding! Chinese. Because Carissa's actually Chinese, yeah, I know. so she would talk, she would correct me about like lines from Jackie Chan adventures or like how to pronounce names from Dynasty Warriors. It's like it's not fair. The people in the game don't pronounce it right. <laughs> they call him Cow Cow. They really do. They, they do. did it for six games. Yeah, they do. They call never Cow-Cow. corrected it until Dynasty Warriors six. It's Sao Sao <laughs> and Sao P. Like oh, that guy's name Cow P <laughs> or is it yeah. Cow Pie? They're both bad. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of those is a great. I conclusion. I only know because. When I play Nekojishi, it's a it's a um, yeah a, a Taiwanese game, uh, and so the names are uh, so people would just like I was pronouncing them mm-hmm. Japanese style, where I was like oh I'll just use them I'll use the phonetics of ja- of, J- of the Japanese language to try to pronounce these. And people are like no that is not how you it's like oh okay and they're like giving me these full historical lessons about like it's Lee Ow. It's like it's a specific O, and the reason like they do this about you is, yeah, about the like, exact pronunciation. And it's not that I was like, you know, I'll never say it the right way. I was just it's like, just like, how would you know? How would I know? There's no like, it it's doesn't. Like, it's like when I get to all the names in Japanese games to just have pretend U's. Yeah, this is a U that isn't really there. Yusuke. I'm like, but you put it there. Su- Sausuke. No, I was gonna say like, did you say just say Yusuke? Yusuke is normal. Yusuke is fine. No, because Yusuke has two U's. That's fine. No, it's not. It's it's, it's fine. not you. You're, not, you're, not gonna, you're probably not going to draw the wrong conclusion about how to pronounce it the way you would like uh, Itsuki. Itsuki? Yeah. Itsuki? There's just a U in there for some reason, yeah. a, which reasonably would pronounce as three syllables, but instead it just dooms me to years of comments about it. Just yeah. like how, like, you called a Raytheon a boy? It's like because because fucking Monster Hunter has like Nido King and Nido Queen basically yeah. that have they're somehow different species but different genders of the same species. I'm like everything else is a male or female of a thing. Why is this the exception? Yeah, what's up with the male and female that are completely different species in lizards in Japanese folklore? Like what the fuck? Why does that keep happening? And the moment you make that mistake, you're like yeah, look forward to six, six, twelve years of comments forever. Of, yeah, you know, they just keep repeating it I on still, the same video. I still get comments on YouTube from that Star Wars uh, um, MMO. <laughs> I still holy shit. Yeah, I still get that's comments. like 2012 video. Uh-huh. Everything else on the channel from then's forgotten. Yeah, people still comment on there. It's like, thanks for posting this video. I would have never been able to finish the mission otherwise. Like, I'm like, how do they not fix this in like fucking tw- like 12, like almost like nine years? Oh, is it the one where I made a video yes. of like looking up, the, yeah, like, looking up the skirt of the weird flying robot? Yes, it's the only way to do the quest. That one. <laughs> wow, that's that's when we had so little identity on the channel that I would make like. Random, I, just, I would make guides sometimes, yeah. and you would make like character creator videos, which I think to this day, ironically, both character creator video and uh, the Star Wars one are like on the top ten of the most isn't, popular isn't videos. The top video on your on Sad Game still like uh, no, Hulk? it's is Tokyo it, Jungle. Is now. it Tokyo Jungle now? <laughs> yeah, it's an actual Let's Play. Hey, 
as opposed to being a weird yeah. random thing. Yeah, I wish. I mean, it wasn't, I'll take though. it that the thing, and that, then it became like the running joke, like more Tokyo Jungle, like yeah. never again. I still, I prefer it. I mean, yeah, I would prefer the top video on Sad Games being the type of content we usually made at the very least, versus instead of, like, instead the, of, like, Hulk like penis? the one random time you made a character creator video of, of Hulk, and everyone's like, "That's not the right hair color," and then that, and then that's but by, by the way, that's the secret to making YouTube videos that do really well is you have to frustrate the audience. Yes. Like I think that's why a lot of uh, pe- the so the people that people supposedly yell at the scream at uh, yell at the screen at when they watch their let's plays are so popular is because frustrated comments increase engagement. Yeah, and people just insisting on correcting and backseat gaming like that always promotes the content. So the more you find content frustrating and the more you act on your frustrations, the better that content does and the more money they make. Yeah, that's also why a lot of review channels tend to work out really well is because you will if you go into a review being more matter of fact about yeah. things people will get upset at you for making like bold statements and will try to correct you or, like, or I, argue or like, with I, you i dare you to look at wanderbot's channel and look at all of his look at the part ones sort by most popular and then go to the ones that are like part one and stuff like that yeah and you'll find like there's the fallout one uh there's the fallout one where everyone's just mad about the way he's doing his challenge run that he made up and like they're frustrated with elements of that and every single comment is just people being mad about it yeah and then there's the shadow tactics one is every single comment is people being mad about him not being good enough at shadow tactics or the fact that he didn't specifically play like commando like i think he admits he didn't play some previous game in the video which i guess was the inspiration for shadow tactics and then people are mad at him for that for some reason and like he was like dismissive of Shell and part one of Abduction. So everyone's like white knighting Shell in the comments of that video. And like there's so many separate videos where like it's just controversy. Yeah. Like people are mad about something or arguing about something. And those are all of his most popular videos as a result. And yeah. it's like it's such an observable pattern. And I'm like, do I need to manufacture controversy? It, do it, I have to just make an infuriating part one of a video? Yeah. Because like that's apparently how I get really popular. Like, one of my most popular videos ever is part one of uh, Wasteland 2. And everyone's like, stop reading all the tutorials. Because, like, the, the game has another tutorial, like, every five fucking minutes. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, not, that's, that's, that, 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 sorry, that would be bearable. Uh, it has, like, another tutorial pop up every 30 seconds. Oh. It's like, ah, you found another new mechanic. Because it's a CRPG. And it's explaining yeah. every single mechanic and not, like. At one time? Yeah. <laughs> The Pillars of Eternity Tyranny way, like the way that that uh, that company handles it, is that they have like World of Warcraft style pop ups, and you can and it's like, oh, you can you close like, them you, when you're done with them and stuff like that. Well, you know, it's like I think they're gone now, but it, old WoW at least had a series of exclamation points on the bottom of the screen, and oh, each one you, yeah. could, you would open them manually and then close them manually, and they yeah. just wait for you. Otherwise, yes, and that's how uh, Pillars and Tyranny handle their tutorial messages. Is there's like an essentially like an inbox of them waiting for you in the yeah. corner, and you just open them when you feel like it. But I think the Wasteland paused the game. Oh, okay. Which is still also valid if you just want them to know that before they continue. Yeah, but and, the problem and was, is... And I was reading the messages out loud, both to, so the people that are watching understand the mechanic and also so that I can understand the mechanic. Yeah. And people are infuriated at that. And lo and behold, it's like the mo- almost the most popular video on my channel. I think Samarost might be ahead of it, but I'm not sure. But like it's up there above all the Dark Souls stuff because people were mad about something. And that always yeah. happens. It's, it's so, why 999 it's so did so well. Yes, because 999 does so well as a series, and it's because people are just mad at us being mad at the game. Yeah. I've been reading the new comments. It's because every the- 999 has unprecedented amount of comments. Yes. Like, to this, like at this point, 999 was like a year ago. Yeah. And I've grown so much since then. 
as a, as a, as an, on my audience size and my comments and everything like that. And still, when I look back at 999, the number of comments on every single video is incomprehensible to me. I'm surprised because Virtue's Lost Award doesn't right now doesn't really have that many. Yeah, um, it's because nothing's happening yet. Yeah, you have to wait for stuff to start happening I, in that game. I do read them. We're though. gonna get some comments because we're about. To, I think we're right around now. We're getting into the part where we get to the first escape room that's actually was time consuming. Yes, which I think to this day might still be. The, I think that's the hardest one of the whole game so far, right? Still the crew quarters. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's segmented into so many separate rooms, and the the. The Puzzle's main just puzzle, opaque? yeah. The main fuck. puzzle was just like really vague and because like to later understand. on we got embarrassingly easy puzzles. We're like the rest oh, of the yeah, game is in, like oh they wrote the password on the stairs. That was the whole puzzle. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> like that was an actual escape room. And we turn the lights off and all the pa- the passwords just on the stairs and we like we solve it in two steps. And you're like no, you can't put it. No, we've been in visual novel land for four hours. You can't just put us back. Yeah. We, we just got out of it. No, we're gonna definitely find the gold files. We need we need more time. <laughs> we need more time. Half the time we would end up finding the gold files before we found the actual solution. <laughs> we would solve the harder puzzle first yeah. because the because it made it made it felt right a reoccurring thing in that game is that the easy puzzle is so stupid yes that we bypass it entirely because it's too stupid and we respect yeah. the game enough even though we shouldn't we still respect the game enough to think that the answer can't be that obvious and we find a way better solution and then find out that's the super secret solution and we're we like, put, we're like we put what like, we put like a like five percent more extra effort into, into <laughs> half the effort we give it as a normal game and uh-huh. somehow that extra five percent is like you did the hard challenge like that was the hard part are you saying it's dumber to get the easier uh-huh. part it's like oh god <sighs> there's i think 999 and zero escape both had like one room that was good that was genuinely good but so much of it has been like either the room either the, the room is so incomprehensible that even after you solve it you're like what the fuck were they going for oh or, is it for 999 the, are you talking about the one where you build the robot where you build the robot where you build the mannequin that might have been all right i don't remember 999 as well uh, I'm trying to think of the room. Like, I what feel room like the decent. Do. I feel like one of the decent ones of Zero Escape might have been the garden. It might have been the garden. Garden was, was, like, was like this is all right. Garden's not bad. There's some I, real bad ones. There's some real bad. Ones. The crew quarters was just a rough thing of like, uh, what are they going for here, and why is this place built? Why, and why do I have to run through between four rooms that look identical? Because this is yeah, a crew, lot to parse. crew quarters is the most. It was one is, where we got the solution, and I think we were still not entirely sure what how the solution worked. Yeah, got it. Uh, crew quarters is one of the only main, uh, like the only starting. Yeah. Uh, three rooms uh, out of those starting three rooms. It's the only one that I would say is like expanded. It like has more, like work involved into it. Also sh- I was shocked how much how big that one was. Yeah, none of the other ones ever turned out to be that no. big. They're, like, all, they're if, all like one room. Because then you yeah, because then you have the because what the other the I well I don't want to say what the other yeah two we're, are, not we're not going to spoil there. them but, but like, there there were definitely spots like yeah the other two spots were like just one room. You mean the other two like first ones? Yeah, the other two first ones are just one room. You go in there. The biggest, the, the big puzzle is literally something you can do instantly, instantly without having the actual. I mean, components. there was the weird command center place that had like stairs, where yeah. we, we like instantly saw the uh, solution. And we're like, what? And then I think the another uh, another one was actually like the food ration place was like, wait, no, it can't be over already. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like there's a reoccurring thing. Same where, like, with it can't be over already. There's no way. Same with the laboratory. Laboratory is that way too. Like for context, when we went into the laboratory and we were just like, uh, wait, you can just do this, and you just like did the yeah. thing, and it was like it's done. We're like, what? 
Oh, we didn't. Oh, for, and there's even times where it would look like there'd be a thing that had a puzzle on it, and it's like they scrapped the puzzle or something. Yeah. So that you'd be that your characters would just solve the puzzle, and you're like, wait, what? I wasn't supposed to do something. Yeah. And like for context, we've been recording that game for three months. Has it been three it's months? Been three, we've been recording that game for three months now. It's due in part to the fact that we live an hour apart from each other. So I come here once a week and we record the podcast and sometimes a P.O. Box video. So that does take up a lot of the day. Still, though. And then we record anywhere from like two to six hours of Zero Escape that week. It's just six hours. It's it's highly variable. It's like the most unbearable thing. What's amazing is that we will have days where we record for like four and a half hours and we don't reach uh, an escape room. We don't reach anything. So we're just hitting A. Yeah. We have had days where we the entire day is we actually are starting mid-session from when we left off last time. In the middle of a visual novel. In in the middle of an arc. And we're just pressing A and A and A. And we never reach a decision. Nope. And we never reach an escape room. We had that last... And eventually we literally stop because you're falling asleep after like four hours of recording. Yeah. It's so late and and we're like nothing has happened. We had that last week. Where we started, you just keep pressing. We started, a, and I'm like, the whole game is just pressing A, yeah, and letting the story happen. Well, it's and, not even good for a visual novel because no. those are supposed to be about making decisions or yes. something. Uh, visual novels usually are long winded, but they're usually not. Like we're in this era of like Bioware games and Life is Strange and uh, like Detroit and like David Cage games and also visual novels. You're constantly like back, having a back and forth conversation with these people. Like I've seen. I haven't bothered to sit through it, but I've seen glimpses of like Doki Doki where like you keep saying stuff to them back and yeah. forth and picking dialogue choices, even minor ones. In Zero Escape, you just press A. You just press A. And they're the least possible, they're the least interesting possible decisions. Yeah. Because well, one, the only decisions you make are like what door to go through. Yeah. Every, the, the, the decisions every are never like, oh decision. my God, who are you going to save? You'll never have a Walking Dead moment where like two people are grappled at the same time and you have to save one of them. Yeah. Like that kind of choice. Those scenarios happen all the time in that game, and you never have control over them. Nope. Instead, you only control, do you want to go through the blue door or the red door? And the answer is both, because you have to do all you of them anyway. You have to do every door anyway. So the choices are meaningless, because you have to make every single choice anyway to yeah. beat the game. But also, the choices aren't interesting anyway, so even the preference of which one to do first isn't interesting. Yep. Like, you can't even be like, oh, this is the one I would canonically pick, even though I'm going to pick the other one afterwards, because you have to. And then they're going to be like, how could you do that? It's like because I have to pick all of them uh, is the real answer. That's our reply every single time. It's like it's literally a game uh, where there's almost no decisions and all of the decisions in it are the least interesting possible decisions amongst the entire genre. It is literally the bottom of the entire pit of the entire genre as far as how engaged you are in the choices you make. Yeah. And like everyone's everyone's giving shit to David Cage and I'm like. I don't know how to exist in this bizarro universe where all my commenters are giving so much shit to David Cage for his writing and then praising the Zero Escape franchise in the other video on my channel for its amazing writing. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I get it. He's not like... Like, I agree. We would get a better commentary on race relationships in Detroit if, like, a black woman directed the game than some French dude that's never been to America, probably, and has literally never experienced racism. I'm sure he's been and to L.A. the entirety of how he interprets race is, like, he watched Crash and then, like, probably a Martin Luther King documentary and just recreated the scenes. Because I, I, I... Crash I, is like, the especially worst. Especially since, like... By the way, have you seen Ex Machina? Uh, no. Because he just does an ex machina scene in the movie. When you meet, like, uh, is, is, 
when you meet a character, it's I'll talk to you. I'll, I'll explain better off camera later. But like, okay. it is just ex machina in the middle of Detroit, and I'm like, he's just recreating shit. But like all, but above and beyond all the shit that happens in every David Cage game I've played is just observably better than the shit that we put th- we put up with in well, Zero Escape. Da- I mean, David Cage games are poorly are like are not good quality stories no uh they're really but they, they're but they shit, at least give they're you, not but they're engaging and i don't mean like narratively engaging yeah i mean like as a video game as a video game there's like engagement you do as like, the player like people are like he's things. just a failed film guy that just wants to make films and but i'm like no this only works because it's a video game yes like like it's a stupid sequence when like that one lady is like fighting dream ninjas in her be- in her underwear in heavy rain but like when you're playing you're like oh fuck oh fuck and then you actually and then she like if you fuck up she actually dies and you're like oh shit i actually she actually died like then you can't take that back and then she just wakes up from the dream because it yeah. was a dream sequence but still uh but still like like the struggle moments and the like make a snap decision under a time limit that affects the branching of the story like that's all engaging yeah his fucking metaphors are garbage and he and he his stories are always shit but at least you're yeah. doing something while going through the story yeah. 999 just has a shit story a shit game like and i have that's fun it. playing david cage games and until dawn in the moment i'm like yeah let's do this They're like oh shit what's going on with the bear head or the, the weird pig head and oh you gotta go that way oh, or do i take the, the, the quick way or the long way when i try to save my girlfriend from the wendigo and all this other shit's going on and in, in, in zero spoiler it's cave god i didn't know it was a windigo like, a a yeah you're like it's a it's a you're a drinking bird so you're a drinking bird for like four hours at a time you're just fucking yeah. hitting a like, <laughs> it, like and for those wondering that's like that's why i do uh, silly voices because otherwise i would be so, so you, just so you can feel anymore fucking disengaged <laughs> i would be, i would be basically if, conked if you want out. to feel about how long it's been since we recorded this one of the first podcasts we did was called zero escape from zero escape which yeah. is when we admitted that we were starting recording it oh my god and this is like i think we're on episode like 17, 17 right now. now yeah yeah so think about that this is like an almost weekly podcast usually weekly we've only missed like twice uh, uh and when the podcast was starting one of the first ones was like yeah by the way we're starting zero escape just so you guys can understand how fucking Fucking in, like I when I finally was That's like painful. when I was finally like hey I'm gonna start uploading Zeroscape I selected all the files and right clicked just to see how long it was and it was 49 hours yeah and I'm like you're a visual novel what the fuck <laughs> what's your like even if you like just think about like that's a hundred if if I did normal thirty minute episodes that's already a hundred episodes yeah like that's longer than most RPGs I've ever played on the channel including Tyranny a CRPG Tyranny I beat in like seventy episodes. And it's literally all reading. You're just reading the dialogue in that game while also getting to pick branching you, dialogue. Don't you have like and a- Zero Escape is longer than Tyranny. This game, man. It's probably not longer than Pillars, but fuck. That's not, I shouldn't be comparing a visual novel to Pillars of Eternity. The game that's called... It's named after the concept of infinity. It's called the Pillars of Eternity. And you're like, yeah, Zero Escape's about as long as that. I mean, Zeroscape. Like even if, Zeroscape is longer than a visual uh, novel that has six actual girls. choices. <laughs> like six girls, you have to go after. Which means each girl has their own route. Which means there's multiple choices and multiple endings for each girl. And like Shuffle is a good example. Shuffle is a very well-known visual novel. It's I, I eighty would, hours maximum, uh, and that's when you eighty hours gets you hundreds of choices. It gets you six different girls at the end. 
and you like, get fancy like whatever cinematic at the end zero escape gives you 50 hours <laughs> you get one choice one and you know what that choice is to keep playing or not that's your <laughs> only choice in that game all you can do is because you it's don't like spec ops the line yes it's basically spec ops the line. you get 50 hours press a no choices and Bare- not good escape rooms. Barely any animation. They're just not by good the escape way. rooms. Oh yeah, like yeah, the game does not animate it. Doesn't animate anything. They switched to 3D models clearly to make the game cheaper to make. Yeah, but they still don't animate any of the game. No. So it's still a bunch of people just standing around posed literally less effort than goes into you know your the, average like source filmmaker short on youtube <laughs> the worst part too i would say is that not only did they make it 3d to be cheaper but somehow the animations for are the 3d worse. are worse yeah all they had to do by the way to make this better was just to let like all they had to do is let them walk around in a 3d space and like jabbermouth at each other a little bit and at least th- then we'd have like a-, a cast of characters and a sense of space uh, akin to like what people are used to from like final fantasy games back yeah. in the day on the ps1 but they couldn't even do that they couldn't even do like a ps1 final fantasy game of animation instead it's just a bunch of still frames anyway that are taken from 3d models yes it's cheaper so it's like if somebody was like I can't actually render this 3D space or like run it as a you know like a video game. So what I did is I just took all the assets and in the model viewer I screenshotted them and that's how the assets of this game work. Yes, it's like it's really like it's the it's so weirdly cheap. The uh, the escape rooms are the only times you actually have moving 3D environments, or yeah. I should say, the only time you have a environment. I've never encountered like a a, a, a cult following that's been more wrong. I have all <laughs> <What>? of them, <laughs> but what? No, there's uh, a lot of fun cult followings. Okay, well, like for one, super bad. You guys are all That's wrong. A cult following. There, there's it's one a, movie. It's, there's a cult following for that movie. What? For people who think super like super bad is like an amazing film. Weird. And it, they're wrong. I was thinking but, more in terms of like you know Evil Dead fans as opposed to like oh um, whatever the fuck you're talking about. People who are wrong about a movie once. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of cult or cult followings that are just a hundred percent wrong. That that's a that's more frequently that's more often than not. Cult <laughs> followings are tend to be wrong than they are correct. Um, and some, it's it, there is a certain element of like I, I've said this before too. I think is just like the idea that like some cult followings thrive on their cult status specifically. Oh yeah, because like like. This game's like a vampire, and if you shine light on it, then it all like it, its curse is broken. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like it, it just turns it, to it, dust and vanishes in the wind. It, it thrives on like appealing to like a bunch of weebs on the internet that like don't talk to larger culture or like get exposed to better content, and no, and also they won't sh- share this with other people, and then have those people be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah. So like, it'll just be their little secret that they like to themselves. And that's why they're so threatened and making super essays to, to prove us wrong whenever we threaten the thing they like. Because for the first time it's being criticized, which they will never cease to remind us of, is how, like, this is the first time it's ever been criticized. And it won a writing award at IGN or some other dumb shit. It's like, great. So n- suddenly you care about the opinion of that guy, the people that you won't care about the opinion of every other time until the one time it happens to yeah. support something you care about. Like, was. <laughs> Uh, yeah great it's in the 80s on fucking uh metacritic good job i mean if great. you if you want i can make the metacritic score go down <laughs> would that be easier for you 
Do you want me to just like literally spend my entire like remaining uh, time in the United States building bots to go like review 999 in such a mass it lowers <laughs> the Metacritic score to zero? Like I will do it. I like don't threaten me. I will go and lower that Metacritic score to fucking bare minimum. Like I don't care. But like you it's, can't. It's frustrating because they usually don't give an answer. Uh, but don't, usually don't, instead like, of addressing our criticisms, they're like, "No, you're wrong because other people agree with me." Which it's is like, but a, like, but like, it's a cult status game with almost no exposure. And if it was exposed to a huger number of people, you get a whole lot more feedback. Yeah, I was, and the I people, was, and the people, I was so hungry for a video essay on this game. Like, I just wanted to find one of just some hero on some, the internet. <laughs> some hero. I just wanted to find some hero you on the up. internet that really just went and just broke this game down, like detail by detail, and they don't exist. Because these games are so cult status. Maybe there's that, a market that somebody could yeah, want filled. There's no, there is no person who is like, I'm the person that's actually going to give a critical eye to the Zeroscape series. It's never happened. We are pioneers. We are the first people seemingly on the entire internet to even bother to criticize these games. Because all you get, like, if I look up anything, like, I, I looked up one was like, I was trying to find, like, like, hey, let's look at an analysis of the ending of 999 or explanation or stuff because I was trying to recap what happened there yeah. without having to replay the game and stuff. And the guy spent two minutes talking about the creator of the game being an absolute genius. And I'm like, fuck off. Holy shit, man. My head, it's turning too quickly. And then he, then he proceeded to say largely incomprehensible things about the ending and, and like largely failed to really even explain what was happening in it because he has such a loose interpretation of what even happens in the game. Yeah. Because it's such a mess. And then all while just like praising and just, oh man, he's so incredible. The amazing hero that made this game. He's just... Oh, the the best writer in the history of video games, like, uh, and it's like the type of shit that I would say yeah, that's a joke, sarcastically. Yeah, he's just saying unironically, and all the comments are also just all so fucking ah, oh, oh. and I'm just like, what is happening? Do you see what uh, is happening? There's not even one dissenting voice. No. How the fuck? Uh, this has never happened in the history of the internet. It can only happen in a completely isolated bubble, and yeah. you only get a bubble like that when nobody else is like when there is no larger culture exposing to it. Like, well, you think all about the people that are like all the people that are like, oh no, it's so sad how he's struggling to make the third game because nobody plays our, nobody plays these games and they're so struggling. It's like, no, you don't understand how good you've had it because <laughs> if more people played these games, your entire rea- perception of reality would shatter as you realize that it's actually been garbage the whole time and just no one was was there to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, so like the react, like the Steam page says that this is a very positive game with uh, a whopping 446 reviews. Um, Isn't that incredible? Yeah, that's incredible. 400. Like half the indie games I play that seem like no one's heard of them, like those games have like like a thousand reviews. Zero Escape on Steam doesn't even have half a thousand reviews. Shit! Someone said something negative. There's a thumbs down. I find it impossible to suspend your uh, your belief. Your yeah, he says it wrong. He says dis- suspension I, of disbelief yeah. wrong. I find it impossible to suspend your belief about the game if you have even a basic understanding about consciousness, quantum mechanics, or science. Okay, well, let's not get fucking <laughs> like let's not get up oh, like no. head up your own ass over here. Oh no, is this like, is this going to be an R slash I am very smart post? Yeah. The plot hinges on pseudo scientific and dualistic. Okay, okay, I'm not going to do this with you. All right, look. I was hoping you're going to be a dissenting voice. Of oh no, goodness, he's insufferable. Look yeah. at every look at every word choice he uses. 
Every word choice. You got to finish reading it because it's a it's a work of yeah. art. You could frame the, you could frame this review. The, <laughs> the plot hinges on pseudo scientific and dualistic rubbish, so don't expect much <laughs> if you have a scientific or what was that materialistic? Materialistic philosophy. The writer Katro Ukun. I can't pronounce. I can't read it from here. It's full of shit. That's that's his uh, dissenting voice, and he has forty hours on it. Excuse it, you, it's Kotaro Uchikoshi. He did not play both nine 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 and Virtue's Last Award because it would not take you forty hours to do both of those. It does if you just start pressing A. Then you faster. didn't. Then you did not read the story. <laughs> he might have only done nine nine nine. My favorite is this. Uh, a this, sane person would stop after one of them. This person who has a hundred and ten hours on record who said. God bless the flowchart. Positive review. Uh, he it also has, got a key. Uh, he, I, wish, I wish I got oh, a key for the he, game. Yeah, he got a key for free. He also, uh, 52 people found that review helpful, which uh, I do. I find that it is helpful to show me why I would never buy this game. Because this man is excited about a flowchart. You notice how they stopped telling you what percentage of people found it helpful? They just said the, they just said the raw number now? Yeah. Not like 80% or 10% yeah. or whatever. Seems like a weird change, right? Oh man, this guy up here though was it's one just, to... Then I was just showing likes, basically. <laughs> Similar games, Danganronpa, The Room. Danganronpa's by the same company, you asshole! Like, <laughs> you can't say Danganronpa's a similar game when it's made by the same company, which probably has the same people working on it. Oh my god, there are some more dissenting opinions. Yeah, there are. Are you trying to increase the size? Oh, yeah, I forgot it wasn't a browser, uh, so right, I tried to zoom in. Right-click on it? Yeah. And then go to copy page URL? And then just open it up in Firefox. Paste and go. Ah! Thank you. My poor blindness. Oh, you gotta go back to negatives. This has become entirely masturbatory at this point. We're just it like, is. I can't wait to look at the negative reviews of Zero Escape. So let's uh, let's look at this guy. I will only recommend this game. Oh, go up. <laughs> I will only recommend this game to a very specific group of people who desperately want to have their time wasted and have no problem dealing with the morning after regret. Have an inhuman <laughs> level of tolerance for verbose and childish writing. Believe in pseudoscience and don't even bother looking up the v validity of it. Are easily persuaded and believe whatever bullshit people throw at you. Can turn a blind eye to any ridiculous plot hole and Deus Ex Machina scenario as long as the story moves forward. Don't mind their elaborative uh, faculty being questioned and taunted by the devs again and again if you find yourself fit uh if you find yourself fit in at least four of the categories above go give it a try you may have an incredibly fun time with this game otherwise you may just end up like me tortured by regret and fury for all the wasted time and anticipation I know Japanese visual novels, also Japanese literature in general, are well known for verbose writing. I had this in mind before stepping into the game. However, its excessive verbosiveness is still overwhelmed me somehow. You might think I am exaggerating and overreacting at this point, so to sufficiently prove my points, I'm going to give a demonstration of two techniques using this game, two techniques, er, I'm going to give a demonstration of two techniques used in this game. Two techniques that stretch this game from a story that could have been properly told in five hours to an endless marathon. It really could have been told in easily five hours or less. Uh, wow, these are very long. Yeah, this is actually a really long uh, review. Holy you're, shit. You're getting a little like, extreme here. I'm, I'm surprised by the reoccurring thing of people ne negatively reviewing while complaining check, about pseudoscience. Check go. Yeah, I don't know. What, it's a, what the fuck? It's fake. It's, it's fake a, science. The, and also, the, the, the pseudoscience is like 
the premise that's the isn't that the it's literally the premise of the thing yeah. is like the consciousness stuff like do you never listen to non-fiction do you never do non-fiction <laughs> like <laughs> i think the i think the problem he's coming to he's talking about is the fact that even within the realms of the pseudoscience it's like nonsensical it's nonsensical but like the that's the second review to be like pseudoscience therefore bad is like a, a weird weirdly like what they how they phrase it yeah i don't especially the first one i don't care about the pseudoscience aspect like morphogenic you up, fields you can make up your story it's fine. yeah like morphogenic fields i don't really <coughs> care about the problem is when you say morphogenic fields and then negate morphogenic fields in the same fucking breath it's more that the timelines. way that they handle morphogenic fields makes it the most the least interesting way to structure a game. Yeah. And stuff like that. Well, no, but they, they negate like, it by and, simply... And someone might think we're being a hypocrite here because of our reaction to June, but that was our reaction to June as a character. Yeah. The problem with that part is that 999 June was just spouting pseudoscience at us. And at that point in the Without game... Without any provocation. Yeah. We didn't ask at her that, for pseudoscience. At that point in the game, the game itself had not set up the idea that any pseudoscience was real in its universe at all, yeah. really. And instead, it was just June kept saying pseudoscience to us and no one else was. Yeah. Over and over again, like four well, times no, in a row. Uh, Lotus talked about the... I think she talked about the the dog yeah photo the dog thing. photo thing but like but it was lar- but June goes like really insistent about it. Well, June, I mean, she like, better like, be. Like, She's like, literally even, the one only surviving right now because of pseudoscience. Like even Lotus, I think, was like, oh, yeah, I heard a story about this once." And whereas yes. June was like, "You don't believe me?" And like she was like kept pushing it and was like making a really big deal about it and like yeah. being hurt that you wouldn't believe her and stuff like that. She's like one of those crazy so, people. So like, at the time, we were like, "June, you're fucking insane," and I'm like, "Oh, I'm so sick of June now." Like all that commentary, but like. We were interpreting that as being her character. Yeah. It's like, oh no, June's insufferable. Not, oh no, that's the game's premise. Yeah. Because we, like, we didn't know that the game was super inelegantly setting up all of its twists by having people talk about them for no reason. Yeah. Which, by the way, I don't know how anyone could not think that's not terrible writing. Is that like every time you go into an escape room in 999, people just interrupt the escape room for 20 minutes of dialogue about like, ice nine or whatever the fuck yeah and like they kept being like we're just gonna weirdly do a lore dump about something that has nothing to do with anything it has nothing to do with my character it has nothing to do with the room we're in it has nothing to do with anything we're there just was, weirdly throwing it in here for no reason I and then w- then when the ending comes up it's like wow all those things we set up are paying off i'm like that's not how set up and payoff works i think the worst one was when seven was like let me tell you about uh this frozen mummy and i was like how do you not remember anything about your life but god damn it, you you retain that knowledge of that frozen mummy. Relevant uh, it happens to be relevant to they, this topic. 999 does not understand what a Chekhov's gun is. No. Like a Chekhov's gun is a gun that actually exists. It's not a random bathroom conversation about the concept of firearms. And then <laughs> su- a surprise, there's a gun later. Like, no, you see a gun, and then the gun comes up later. Yeah. That's Chekhov's gun. Like in Zero Scape. Example I can't say yet. Never mind. But that one really. What weird... about nine nine nine? You can't think of one for nine nine. Well, I was just thinking like in, in well, zero escape is like exclusively Chekhov's guns. Every time you reach the end of the flow chart, they're like, "Wow, weird things happening." Ending, and you're like, "What?" And then you're like, and then you spend the next forty hours like, "Is that ever going to come up again?" God, it's never going to come up ever again because it was one of the endings. So it's only it can only come up in the ending. Ending. Yeah. So like they're going to set up like uh, infuriatingly. Uh, Zero Skip's gonna set up like 20 Chekhov's guns, and then the last six hour marathon of pressing A is gonna be like every gun firing. And I'm like, 
I'm so, it's going to be so infuriating. I like how the ending of Zero like, Escape like, is always just like a military the, like, funeral. Like the biggest, it's just a bunch of people holding guns and like, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. It's just guns like without, going Like off. without explaining what it is exactly. Yeah. There was the one ending where we met a character that we were talking to. Oh, and it probably gets yeah. cut off. And yeah. then every, every time, we're, then ever since then, I'm like, when's that going to come up again? That was kind of a big deal. And it just, we're, we're dealing with the infuriating feeling of like playing for 40 more hours while it never comes up because we're playing parallel timelines and our character does not retain information from timeline to timeline. But he does, and, and but he, he doesn't. He does very, he does once every 15 hours. And only, and only then he usually can't retain information from ten from from five minutes ago in his own timeline, which is I'm, get ready for that when it comes up. Won't spoil that. Uh, it's very hard not to spoil this yeah. game because there is so like somehow the it's, it's almost like he took a challenge, like he took a drinking challenge where someone was like, "Hey, I bet you won't make a worse game, a worse story than nine nine nine." He's like, "I will fucking bet you I can," and he did it. Virtue's Last Award is somehow taking nine nine nine. And then giving it steroids and becoming worse. I feel like if I if I were to try to like do a very lazy fix of this game, I would like have somebody play to the ending once, and then you only play like the final chapter of each ending over and over again, and just skip everything in the middle because it's all just wasted and it's all repeat. Like you could like just... there's a central crisis that happens during the middle part of the game, and you just have to re-experience that entire phase like. 12 times yeah like that ongoing thing happening just over and over again and it's like you know when they when they make like a the all you need is kill graphic novel or the live die repeat slash edge of tomorrow movie and stuff like that there's a part where they do a montage yeah you like it's like they establish that you're looping and then they do a montage and then they get to like the ending ish part where this now we're going to act on it and progress because you know what what living the entire loop over and over again is actually kind of agonizing. <laughs> yeah, that's like, why. Uh, you remember that? Remember watching Groundhog Day, and there was that. Thing you live where, Groundhog Day in this game. Yeah, and it, it, it's not a benefit. But here's the difference: is that unlike Groundhog Day, one, it's not the, funny, but two, the also characters not experiencing no, the loop. The exp- no, it's just you. You're not even putting us in the shoes of the character because no. the character, unlike Groundhog Day and and all you need is kill is not experiencing the loop yeah so like they're not it's they're not starting the day over over and over again and well, be because like, oh no what's happening or like, yeah. or like the star trek episodes in next generation and discovery where the ship blows up after an hour yeah and they're like oh no i only have 15 minutes to stop the ship from blowing up and they keep failing like 10 times in a row until they finally do it right like that person knows what's happening the whole time and even in those versions of the story they still montage it and skip tons of shit because yeah. of how boring it is to rewatch all this the all the stuff that we know doesn't change but this game you play a character who does not experience every loop but you have to yes from front to back like 12 times yeah or 18 times or some incre- like incredibly long amount of forks uh and, there are 16 uh, or not 16 there's uh yeah no i think there there's is so many moments where it's like oh that's the part where that happens and then you're like then 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 once I after think the first couple times you start you start to realize oh we're gonna see that every time i think there's 16 endings and we're gonna see the cam- same conversation about it every time yeah uh, the worst part too is that uh like at this point i just button mash every time the robot voice comes on 
Oh, yeah. Every time the announcer comes on to explain everything, because we know the structure of the game already, yeah. and she will take 30 seconds to say those lines. So I'm like, hey, 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 hey. All right, back to dialogue. Also, we're at the end of the game, and it's still doing the exact same rules to yeah, us the, again, the which game, is great, uh, because there's nothing more fun about playing a game with rules than finding out the rules at the literal fucking end of the game. Great. Uh, it's, and people keep commenting, like, uh, the one comment... Like, I, I, keep, I keep holding myself in reserve in a lot of the comments I see on... on You're trying not to scream at people? Yeah. Because, like, especially the one where the person's like, what kind of game would give you all the rules in the beginning? Every game. Every game. Literally every game. Every game. Could you imagine if you were playing baseball, you hit the ball, and someone stops the game and goes like, by the way, you have to run to the base. And the person's like, wait, right now? It's like, that guy just caught the ball. Well, no, now you're out. It's like... Wait, so now but wait, most, I get out of... importantly, when you're playing a game that's going to loop on time, yeah. if you explain all of the t- all of the rules before the loops start, or then decision branches happen, then you get to not deal with them ever again. Yeah. But instead, if they ex- wait until after the first decision to explain stuff, which is what they do with, the, with, uh, with like how penalization works or how the AB games, what they actually mean ultimately, like that kind of shit... You get to have that explained to you three times because you do those three branches. Yeah. But then another, there's another couple of rules that wait until the part of the of the flow chart that's like eight branches. So that means you get to see that part like eight times, and you're yeah. like, "Fuck me!" Yeah. You Why? end up you end up learning. I think it's like four. Uh. I think it's four rules in total. Like there's four times they explain rules to you, and they keep getting later and in they, the game. They keep which, getting, and every time it's one, later in the game, you're, that means that more branches happen yeah. in that timeline where you have to relearn that rule. And so the idea is that after every escape room, uh, there is another rule to learn, and that's like the most awful thing ever because, like you said, the further you go down in the flow chart, the more paths the there more, are, the more separate branches and there the are. The more branches means, there are means the more times you're going to hear yeah. the same fucking rule to the point where you go like. I don't even know when I'm going to experience this rule be enacted because I don't I've, I've heard it like seven times. I've never seen anybody actually die from the goddamn rule. And I'm just sitting like, here like guys like. OK, homework, like play stories, Path of Exiles, play Omen Sight, uh, watch the episode of the looping, exploding ship of Star Trek in Next Generation and Discovery. Uh, watch Groundhog Day. Watch uh, watch Edge of Tomorrow slash Live Die Repeat. Uh, watch watch uh, Low Little Rent or Run the Little Run, which is the English name. Like, like by the way, they, this this guy didn't invent. Not only has the storyline been done better yes. in the past, it's almost exclusively been done better in the past. Yes, every iteration of it that's ever been made that I've ever found is better. Yeah, like it's not a hard story. That's what to I was do gonna well. say. It's like he didn't. It's not like he's some genius who created the most amazing no. time looping story because everyone else did it better somehow. Yep. Groundhog Day is from like the fucking eighties. Come on, dude. Yep. You're telling me in the 80s some guy made a better fucking time loop story? The idea of somebody story? time looping and remembering stuff from the other time loops is like not God. a new concept. It's not. And it's way more thrilling as a 40-minute thriller episode of Star Trek there, than it is in a 50-hour morphogenic field a I think there was an episode of Fringe that had time looping. Probably. And it was probably done better, a, and it had pseudoscience involved, so it's, it's not a, even unique It's to, a fun idea to do for, like, 45 minutes. But that's the thing. It's like, there's nothing about 999 that is unique or interesting that's like, you're like, a, a, a genius. I can't believe he came up with that idea. It's like, no. I can because I've watched media in my life before. And he also keeps just name dropping all of the his concepts. Like 
outright. Like when Quer- like Quentin Tarantino is known as being like this remix remix master of using all this this older forms of filmmaking and like taking inspiration from them and making his own version of that kind of thing. Yeah, like Django and all that other stuff. Or you know, well, every movie he makes basically like he's he like when he's like here's my Japanese movie and here's my yeah. here's my Western and stuff like that. He's he's not literally turning to the camera to explain to you what the inspiration source is, mm-hmm. but like you'll walk into a room and just pick up a book on Schrodinger's cat or pick up a book about like the prisoner's dilemma just in the middle of Zero Escape, and you're like, fuck off. There's let's talk about the ship of Theseus. We're going to explain in great detail what the ship of Theseus concept is. I'm like, God, there is such an interesting level. It's I think the thing that makes me laugh the most is that the game itself treats the player like they are a fucking library and literally found Sheldrake. Yes, that was great. There was the Sheldrake library in the game with Sheldrake books, specifically a Sheldrake library. There's literally a section, a whole shelf of just volumes of Sheldrake. Just only that. Um, Damn it. The the thing that impresses me is that all the people who are arguing that 999 and Zero Escape as a whole is just such a great series are people who also get upset when we say things like, oh, he's an idiot. He thinks you're an idiot. That's why he puts that shit in there. He puts Schrodinger's cat in there because he's saying, get it? Like Schrodinger's yeah. cat, and you're like, oh my god! Like I would the, have never put the comparison yeah, together yeah, because like I'm all incompetent. The time that, all the time that the game is really patronizing and in its tone of of the way it explains stuff is because it thinks that that's how smart you are. Yes, he's Which not is smart. Probably why it's afraid he, to ever let you actually make choices, actual ch- choices, or have to like solve puzzles where you need to understand these philosophical concepts at all. Yeah, like. No, you you could literally not understand any of what's happening in the story, and you'd still get through it and beat it because yep. you don't have to understand it. You or have make to decisions it. based on it, and you like, can argue. At least in Detroit, I have to make decisions based on how the universe works. Yeah. in the game, as, a, as opposed to just blue door, or red door. And the argument that uh, the the key argument I'm going to throw a red card on now before all of you assholes go and start throwing it around is I don't care if the game is made for kids. I don't care if the target audience is younger. <laughs> what matters because y'all aren't because y'all, y'all aren't, aren't kids. yeah y'all you're aren't the kids saying it's good but you're the one saying it's and good keep and pushing you to play it and you know who's not saying it's good kids who didn't play it because kids didn't want to <laughs> play it popular with kids no so surprisingly kids don't want to talk about the prisoner's dilemma <laughs> surprisingly kids don't care about morphogenic fields or boring Where? games that take place in one warehouse for like 50 hours <laughs> You don't even have a spiky hair or stab a dragon. <laughs> you just you just talk to some woman a lot. This isn't Mario. Where's the game? Like, uh, and you're like, oh, this game's so highbrow. Is that why fucking uh, Alice is wearing a golden hoop for clothes? Because it's so highbrow. Yeah. Remember, remember the promotional material? Oh, yeah, I remember the promotional material. It was a really intense simulation where you and other players online had to sit in a cell and reenact the prisoner's dilemma. No, you slap Clover's butt. <laughs> no, you slap her tits. You slap her boobies until a door opens and you got to click real hard if you want to see the super boobs. Like, that's that's the promotional material for this game is, is, is clicking on Clover's boobs, who I... Is barely of age and wasn't of age last game. No, that's how that's how on the margin it is. Yeah, it's like oh yeah, this is this is for adults. <laughs> this is some highbrow shit where we're gonna talk about philosophy yeah. and shit. Is the it's the boob slappy game where you I, slap the boobs? Here's the thing: I don't care if you like the game. I don't. I don't have any problem with you liking a shit game. But 
you cannot come after me and be it's just like all the people trying to prove us wrong yes, but not you, in ways where they actually like they they almost never actually defeat our arguments in any way no they just like appeal to like a bunch of fallacies about like it's other it's it's other success or praise yep. elsewhere and shit like that or just try it's, to subvert us by being like keith would have liked this if andrew wasn't there or they just don't like because they don't pay attention i i saw this one part in the video where they misremembered one thing that means they got everything wrong. I also like the people... You get mispronounced up. phi. Like, like, <laughs> okay, I want to address this right now. All, like, there was a moment where I was like, was, wait a minute, was 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 the phi the symbol that was on that one door, which was the Q? Yeah. And they're like, it's staggering how confidently they misremember things. I'm like, it was six months ago, and it was some obscure symbol that only made sense as a pun in Japanese. I'm sorry if I misremembered what it was. Also, I want to point Jesus. out... A couple of things. One, I miss I mispronounce Fi's name all the time. And that's on purpose because I spitefully hate her. I call her Fee because Fee sounds like Phoebe, which is a completely stupid name. Oh, I thought to give it was because Fee sounds like the annoying character from that people don't like from Zelda. No, it's I, I I'm calling her because she's the annoying character from Friends. Phoebe? Yeah. Phoebe was my favorite character on Friends as a that's kid. That's unfortunate. <laughs> my favorite character was the TV not being on. I was that was like, my favorite I liked, Friends uh, character. I liked Phoebe and Ross. Ross was the worst human. I think imaginable. I picked. I think I did pick the worst characters as a kid. Ross, no, I mean like Phoebe. Phoebe is not. Is Ross a bad person? Phoebe, Ross is a is an awful human. He is the worst. Like when I looked human. back at the Friends and and my reaction to it, I was like, was what was wrong with me? Why didn't I like Joey like everyone on the planet? Or Chandler? Yeah, like like the, the guy who makes the two jokes? characters on the planet <laughs> that everyone liked. I don't know why I was just like Phoebe. Uh, uh, I just was like having fun with lol random Phoebe for some reason. Like I sucked as a kid. <laughs> I I mean no, I, I sucked a lot. I think I read, I read a breakdown at one point where there was, a, there was just people talking about like Ross just actually makes bad is just a bad person has, throughout the game. He uh, his his That's entire game. game his entire prerogative on the show is to entrap Rachel to be with him forever. I think the one thing people agree on is no one likes Rachel. Well, she's an idiot. I th- I think I just remember her being like mean. <laughs> wasn't she just mean or something? Uh she wasn't mean. Uh she was actually just being like it's she was just trapped in a cycle of people just basically treating her poorly. Oh, wait, was Rachel with the blonde hair? Yes. You're, oh. You're talking about Corny Cox. I was thinking of Ross's sister. Yes. That's why I was a little confused. I'm like, wait a minute, you're saying to get with Rachel. I'm like, wait a minute. Not no, Rachel. Courtney yeah, Cox was the character that was like, yeah. you're just not supposed to like her, right? No. No, she's like she's awful yeah she's a mean person she's just a, a very not good person well she is the sibling of ross <laughs> who is not the best person on the planet oh man I, the finale of that show do you know what the finale of that show Wasn't is it them like finally flying off on a plane together or no some shit? or like or rachel decided- is like i'm gonna get my life together i'm gonna go fly to africa and i'm gonna take care of children because that's what i want to do with my life i want to be ross is like no yes and ross says don't fucking do that or i'm gonna be super sad and i'm like <laughs> and she literally gets guilt tripped into giving up her dream and staying with Ross. I was so mad. As a kid, I watched that show and I was like, why didn't she leave? Why would she stay? And my parents were like, because they love each other. I was like, that's not love. That's abuse. Like, so literally the opposite of what Scrubs does. Yes. Because Scrubs on a regular basis is like, I really like you, but my career is taking me this way. And they'd be like, where did I go wrong? <laughs> Fred. and then like some character leaves the show forever because they're, they're going after to chase their career which aka means i want to be on a better a better show i don't want to be on scrubs oh uh, 
but no seriously uh, scrub, friends do you, which, which show do you think it would age better if i went back to it scrubs or friends <laughs> friends do you think so yeah i i liked scrubs a lot when i was a teenager here's the problem with scrubs i watched because I, I, con- I constantly watched friends when i was like probably like 8 to 12 age yeah and i watched uh friends uh scrubs constantly i don't know which one i said now i watched the you ti- watched friends the when you were... can only work one way because scrubs didn't exist yet <laughs> you watched friends when you were eight to twelve scrubs yeah it, when scrubs you were... like all my all my like like middle school high school years yeah. and i fucking loved that show here's and the I've problem i've never seen it a single time since i tried watching scrubs uh because naya was talking about it her her, yeah. her and her husband were going and rewatching friends because and... scrubs has those moments like futurama and uh the other set uh in full metal alchemist where it's like in one line, you could just say the thing that triggers the horrible feeling you had from that one episode. Yeah. Like, where do you think we are? Like, no! Yeah. Brendan Fraser! Or <laughs> <laughs> the other ones are like, uh, what is it? The song from... Uh, <laughs> I actually, like, laughed hard enough to get teared. <laughs> to get uh, teared? Or something like that. Or I yelled loud. I might have just yelled loud enough. Uh... The uh, was it the other ones are uh, was it the Seymour song? Oh yeah. Or uh, <laughs> or, uh what is it? Uh, fuck uh, Ed Edward and stuff like that. Like this is fucked up Blue. lines. Or Blue. wake up, Blue. Leela, wake up. It's like no. Yeah. <laughs> the here's the thing is that Friends Friends works for a long, long time simply because the show is about the people. And I don't mean the people as in the characters on the show. I mean about the concept of people. Mm-hmm. It is the is like the most very bare bones. Like this is trope A. This is trope B. They yeah. do these trope things, and you have one in your life. One of these tropes exists in your they life. Just keep coming up with scenarios, and then their somewhat diverse cast of personalities would all react to said scenario. Yes, and so it it can it tran- it can go through time. Yeah. But Scrubs doesn't. Scrubs has a lot of meta humor at times. It has a lot of humor that's sometimes relevant to the current topic going on at that time period. Mm-hmm. There's like humor. There's like certain things that are relevant, be, like that are, are. Scrubs is like one of the only shows that's ever made me laugh at at a slapstick. Really? Like a physical, like physical comedy happening in an episode. Which is that he's? I think it was JD was driving a scooter or a Segway or something, and he's like, "Oh, it's a puddle!" Like that, like he's gonna like drive through the puddle, like that little joy. Yeah. And then he it and he just, boom, in underground, like it's a tunnel underwater underground, and he comes out of another puddle down the street. I'm like, "All right, you got me." <laughs> I was like, "I wasn't fucking ready for that." <laughs> I I think Brooklyn that wasn't CG. <laughs> I think Brooklyn. Yeah. I think Brooklyn Nine Nine is the only time yeah i think it's like brooklyn 99 was the first time i actually laughed out loud while watching like an american like a live action comedy you never even laughed at psych a lot of time you watched that show i i like psych but i never laughed at it how'd you put it up with this with it how'd you put up with this for so long i mean i also watched all of monk too oh so I just I've like never watched any of these shows. I just the kind of like it. Well, during the okay, so the reason I watched Psych and Monk was because it was during a time where like I couldn't watch certain anime because mm-hmm. I couldn't find downloads for it. So there was like huge gaps in time. So you just put and, up with some show you don't like. Yeah. That much well, it's not that I didn't like it. it. I just it they're just not funny in that way. I don't mm. like my type of humor is very like extreme reactionary. Like the only kind of thing that animation can pull off. I don't like human like a lot of human humor where it's like huh i fell down the stairs i'm like what are you fucking dead 
Because that's what would happen. You'd fucking die if you fell down the stairs. Are, are you, like, you would be dead. Slapstick's but, rough. Like, I, uh, people always link, like, clips from, like... Three Stooges uh, or something? No, uh, like, oh. Spaceballs. Oh, God. And I'm just like, I literally, like, I, I watched all yeah. of Spaceballs and didn't laugh a single time. Yeah. And I was like, I don't... I'm confused. Um, I'm confused why people love this movie. So is it just because it's Star Wars? Yes. Is that the only reason? Yeah. Like, if this was not a parody of Star Wars, but was just, like a comedy like star wars didn't exist then like would anyone like it probably not and like because all the jokes it, are and, relevant to star wars so and, you're and laughing is there, at and is it that the, funny that like the vader is like has a giant helmet and is like some stereotypical like jewish actor type dude as opposed to like excuse vader? me that man is a celebrity he was on honey i shrunk the kids yes he was yeah and you know and also the better movie no should have mentioned instead oh <laughs> you're right honey i blew up the kids <laughs> Or honey, do you want hun- honey? I blew up the baby. Or do you want honey? That I sh- was the third movie. Or do you want honey? I shrunk. <laughs> they made that. They also did the one with uh, the giant baby. Yeah, <laughs> they're also remaking that. I think. I think they. I think did. they're bringing back honey. I shrunk the kids what? right now. Yes. Are they really? Yes. No, but the correct answer. I lived too long. Do you not, I need to do die. You not, do you not remember the correct answer? Are you talking about the Flubber? Was he in that movie? I think he was in Flubber. That was Robin Williams. I thought he was also in Flubber. I thought he was the guy trying to find. Oh, wait, was it was Robin Williams a re- was Flubber a remake of another Flubber? No, no. Robin Williams was the guy who created Flubber, but I, I think mean, the correct uh, answer is a Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> honey. I look. shrunk the kids. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> yeah look, everyone man. loves quoting that movie look, all right first off it was a ride at disneyland for like 12 years can you remember a single scene from that movie yes i can't what i can't i remember sp- when i try to think of that movie i just think of small soldiers i remember <laughs> god damn it i hate small soldiers i hate that show or i hate that movie so much small soldiers is an insult to like just everything it just insults every waking facet it like it is i was always taken aback by how violent that movie was that movie is children super violent i think there's a part where like someone's being shot by a nail gun by a toy and i'm like that's just a child full of nails right now in your movie. They're in this, in the, it's not. This isn't Chucky. This is no. like a children's movie. Yeah. There's <laughs> also it's supposed to be like, oh no, they're gonna get us, and like he genuinely gets full of nails. I'm like, ah. <laughs> yeah. There's also a scene where they chase a child with a uh, a lawnmower that's turned uh on its side with the blade spinning out, and I was like, yo, that's burp, no Charlie. Burp. Yeah. I was like, that is no joke. That could kill somebody. Like, that is dangerous as fuck. Um, that show, that movie was not okay. Uh, and it started out, like, it. it's hard, too, because you can't even root for the hero. Yeah, I feel like we should watch a bad movie on purpose and, spo- and spoil it. Just spoiler cast a weird, like, either a weird 80s thing or, like, some sort of shitty, like, young adult dystopian series. Oh, like, God. Maze Runner. Oh, and, like, God. And, like, spoiler cast that instead of this, instead of continuing to, like, do, like, what's the new superhero movie? What's the new Star Wars movie? We should just, like, go shit on some, like... Some just, some just cult lowest, classic like nine nine nine. Just the lowest hanging fruit. I just do you wanna I mean I be the dumbest Do you wanna watch like an actual indie movie that is like the best? What are we what are we going for now? Jesus Christ Vampire Slayer. It is I watched it the best. Literally the best movie I have ever seen. Is that a spin-off of Abraham Lincoln Zombie Slayer? No. It came out it was an indie film, came out like 
way in the 80s. I mean, there's weird stuff. We can watch Hobo with a Shotgun. There's rubber. I've seen Hobo with a Shotgun. Rubber. Um, Have you seen a rubber? Yeah. It's a fucking... That was a waste of time. <laughs> that was really boring, actually. <laughs> that was just actually yeah. really boring. We watched Troll 2 on purpose a few years ago. We did. Which I'll never be quite taken aback. I'll, I'll never quite get over the fact that, like, there's the hundred other things people talk about. But the weirdest thing is that the main characters have, like, a couple of friends that have, like, a side story that the movie just forgets about. Yes. Like, they're just in scenes for a while, all the way up until almost the ending. And then, they, I think they get to an RV. Yeah. And then you never see them again. Nope. The story, the movie just forgets that they were in the movie. And it's like their whole plot line's just dropped. <laughs> it's the most bad. Like, I still can't. Everything else is like minor weird things in the middle of the movie about how it's bad acting. And it's all a result of like how the, still... the actors and the director didn't yeah. understand each other. They spoke different languages spoke and different shit. Languages. But like the, the basic structure of the movie just forgets about one of its plot lines. I, I and think, it just goes away. I, I still think my favorite. There's two things in It'd Trolls 2. It'd be like 2. as if Finn just disappeared halfway through uh, The Force Awakens. Yeah. And you never saw him again. Yeah. <laughs> and they just forgot he it existed. It is really weird. <laughs> I think my two favorite things in Troll 2 is uh, is everyone's favorite, which is the Oh My God. Oh My but, God. But the only reason I like it is, is because of that on his fly head. on his head. Fly which, lands on his head. Which he just acts through. No, it's just fucking hot and yeah. depressing in that room. But he I just, just want to get it over with. But like a trooper, he <laughs> continues to act through it without batting an eye with that fly he on his face. He doesn't even react to it. The second thing that's my favorite <laughs> is when the kid wastes food and he's like, you can't waste food around here. And then the dad like looks like he's going to take his belt out and hit the child. So and he just tightens I'm tightening my belts to pull back, to push back the hunger pains. I'm like, who talks like that? I was like, what? You're not going to beat him. You're just going to tighten your belt in front of him. Like, uh, you're going to make him feel bad. weird, pointless details. Like, don't they come into town and like the street name is like Goblin. It's Goblin back. spelled backwards. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like Nilbog, right? Yeah. It's, it's like, Nilbog. it's like, why? <laughs> Just why? It's more <laughs> why would it be called that? It's more confusing. And why is the movie called Troll? <laughs> if everyone's a goblin. That's 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 the key. Why is it called Troll 2? That if there wasn't a first Because one. you can't call a street Lolt. But like it was clearly always meant to be goblins and they just decided to call it Troll they, for no reason after the movie was done. No, I think they called it I think it was supposed to be Troll in the beginning, but they had to call them goblins because in America we don't have trolls. We don't have folklores about trolls like, like they do they back there. They made a whole movie about goblins, and then at the end, they're like, it's called Troll. No, no. The, what, the, those creatures are trolls. But the word troll never appears in the movie. No, I know. At any point. No because, one says it. Because no one knew it was supposed to be troll. They went with goblin because that was like... that was Because it says Nilbog. No, because the English translation of troll would be goblin. I mean, I don't know if that's even the thing you can say. You, well, I don't think uh, you can translate the, troll. The trolls idea, exist. Well, no, I'm saying that the idea. I know what bridge trolls are and well, yeah. belly goat gruff and shit. Well, but that's where that's <laughs> where that that's where the creator of the damn movie I came from. I want to have a Michael Bay two and a half hour adaptation of Billy Goats. There's a fucking the, the troll under the bridge. There's a side movie for Transformers. See, don't you want to see that? Wouldn't that be spectacular? Just as like a prank for his career. No, like just make him make that. No, we signed you on. We got the we got the rights from Hasbro. There, <laughs> hi Hasbro. Why do you own that? Uh, <laughs> that's what I would that's say. Usually, as my, what I say, like as Michael Bay, I'd be like, why do you own that Hasbro? That's what happened with Ouija. But, <laughs> that's why there's a Ouija movie because Hasbro's making movies about other properties like Transformers are working we're gonna do Battleship we're gonna do Ouija board we're just gonna make a whole movie about the Ouija board <laughs> it's gonna be published by Blumhouse am, he doesn't care I am so upset that there is a side movie for Bumblebee 
from Transformers. That's just called Bumblebee. Yep. And... And it doesn't feature any of the people that Bumblebee supposedly cares about as people. And... That's the weirdest part, right? No. I thought the first movie was the Bumblebee movie. The weirdest part... (laughs) Where he's introduced and he has right? a character he cares about. Yeah, you'd think. Really fucking, it's really, it makes me uncomfortable actually watching a Transformers movie when like a character goes away. Oh, they're yeah. They're just like disrespectful towards the character that's gone now that was like a lead actor in your movie for like a trilogy. Yeah. Like, if I remember correctly, their throwaway lines for what happened to characters are always like, like what happened to the main character of the Transformers tr- first trilogy is like, actively dismissive or even like eh, he's dead or whatever the fuck and like when when uh megan fox was gone for the third movie she's like they're like she was a bitch anyway i'm like jesus yeah what's wrong with you <laughs> she was your lead actor in two movies and you're just like eh fuck him we just you know made the movie all about caring about those people and that was the entire emotional anchor of you going through the movie is to care about the two lead characters and we're gonna just just shit on them immediately (laughs) it's like you're just betraying your own audience at that point if they have put up with it this long they presumably care about those people just like how if you watch the fourth movie you presumably care about mark Wahlberg if you like the movie otherwise like you can't you can't love the movie and be like I hate all the characters. It's like, that's what movies are. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, that just means you hate the movie. My thing, and this is, this was exactly why. I don't know how we got here, by the way. This is exactly why I got. We're here because of Friends. Yes. Weird. This is exactly why I got so mad when Transformers <laughs> came out. Because I was like, don't put people in it. Don't put humans in it because you're going to fuck it all up. And what did they do? It fucked it all up. Because then it became too much about the people. Yeah. And not well, mu- not enough about the Transformers. And then you have, like, Transformers 3 where there's a giant... Or Transformers 2 where there's oh, giant the testicles. the Transformers cartoons are usually about people, aren't they? No! Oh, that's just the new ones, huh? Yes! Yeah. The old Transformers are about the goddamn Tra- toys! Oh, yeah, Transformers the movie is just a bunch of robots fighting each other, isn't it? They're it was tra- later on they added kids. Yeah. Just like how Sonic the Hedgehog, I think, added kids eventually. And, like, there's human children in the middle of the story, I, I think. No, uh, are you I talking think, about... I think they did that at some point. You're talking about Sonic X? I don't know. Sonic X had a child. That was the anime one that had the. Oh, that kid. was the one I talked to you with the creepy shadow segment. segment. Yeah. Or they kept cutting the shadow, just like skating down the hallway. <laughs> yeah. It's just so nonchalantly and ominously. Someone, like someone, he was like the Terminator. I'm like, it's actually creepy. Someone had a crazy scary theory about that show that uh, that the kid that's in Sonic X is a young Eggman. And then he what massacres the rest of mankind? Like no, what? he he's collecting <laughs> the rest. No, the problem is is that the end of Sonic X is literally all of Sonic and his friends leaving and going back to uh um Mobius Soniclandia oh. Mobius. They go back to Mobius. It has a name. Keith, read the lore. Is it consistently called Mobius? Yes, it's consistently. Called I've heard Mobius, Mobius a few times. Mobius is the planet they live on. All right, there's get enough it right. Sonic. There's enough Sonic games so that basically have no story that it's hard to tell when I'm supposed to. Connect well, it them. depends. Depends on who's there. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to go. Sometimes the entire story of a Sonic game is sometimes Knuckles chuckles at you. And that's the only story. I'm not going to go over (laughs) the Sonic Bible because it's a fucking load of shit. But the the point is is that someone was saying because the end of Sonic X is literally all of Sonic and his friends going back to Mobius and the kid just getting kind of, you know, being sad is like, oh, my friends are gone. That's no good. So so the theory is, is that because one, because the kid has brown or or because the kid, not brown, because the kid has a, a red shirt on. He, like the whole series. I thought you were wears, about to say because the kid is brown. No, the kid, he's <laughs> I was like, a, "What are you talking about?" The kid, here? the kid wears a red shirt. He is the the uh, grandson of a very uh, very famous inventor, 
and he is an inventor himself, like good at building things. And when when Sonic leaves, he says specifically, Sonic's like, I'll, I'll like I'll come back or I'll try to come and visit you one day. Which is why Eggman is ga- would be gathering the Chaos Emeralds is because he's trying to open a portal back to Mobius to go visit Sonic. The difference being that the I Sonic... I would, like, only accept the theory but the, but that... the Sonic he experiences isn't the same Sonic in his world. So the Sonic that it's he's... the wrong Sonic. It's a different Sonic. So he's trying to go to the real Sonic. I would, the Chaos I would only accept this theory if young Eggman looked like that one friend from Jimmy Neutron. Carl? Yeah, the redheaded kid. What the... No! That'd be like young Eggman. Oh, jeez, Jimmy, I don't know if that's a good <laughs> oh, idea. No. It was better than Sheen, who was like creepy. He like loved his teacher, and no one, no one like, <laughs> no one stopped that. He just can't. He like. Every- I think Sheen might be one of those characters that made that was really funny when I was a kid, and now if I see it as an adult, I'd be like, what? Happening. Yeah, like I watched it as a kid, and there's maybe like maybe that'll be our next project. There's, there's literally a <laughs> Go scene. Watch Jimmy Neutron no, the movie. I, that, I, that might kill me. There was <laughs> there was literally a scene where like the the kid shows up to like do show and tell or something, and like his show and tell project was himself to show to the teacher to make her like him. And I was like, okay, I get the whole like. If you had to go back and put up with a, if you had to go. Uh, Damn it, this doesn't work, does it? What's your proposal here? I was just, I was just trying to think of like a like what's like what would be like the devil you choose if you had to go back to that era and like actually watch the entirety of a show. But then I remember the good options. Yeah, like there's cur- a lot of good options. Like Courage, the Cowardly Dog, starring Courage, the Cowardly Dog, <laughs> which is like the best show made. <laughs> it, it, it truly. That was- Truly, and is. it's not annoying. No, it's deep and it's like that's like it's like subtle and creepy and uncomfortable. Courage Cowardly like, Dog, quiet. Yeah, Courage Cowardly Dog was probably the first children's cartoon where I actually was like, maybe I shouldn't watch this. It's kind of scary. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when the cat like, shows up. Yeah, cats. Cats is super scary. Uh, yeah, because he like f- that. That scared me from hotels actually because he kept throwing spiders in rooms. I was like, uh, that's not okay. Like, why does he do that? That's not. Yeah, cool. every now and then I remember. Oh shit, there was good things. So also the the pharaoh good things that actually age well. The pharaoh was like terrifying. Where it was like. But he kept doing it the whole show until people gave him the tablet and like Courage is like <laughs> trying to give him stuff and he's like causing plagues but the whole time he's just like oh and it gets louder and you're like oh, stop like like as he keeps every approaching. every other episode you're basically dealing with some kind of incomprehensible Lovecraftian nightmare yes, where he's like oh. there's like I remember there's like specifically uh there was like the episode that had the um. Oh god, what was it? It was uh fuck, it uh I want to say it was there was like the guy, there was like a a a oh no, there was like a person who kept coming to the house and trying to sell them something, but like the what he was trying to sell them was like uh was basically he was trying to like steal their soul to, in exchange for an item and there's so some, there's a lot of fucked up. I, by the way, I keep like, trying to think of ultimatums and none of them are good. No, cuz there's like every single time, the one I come up with is like, "It's like, would you rather watch Cat Dog, Cow and Chicken, or Ren and Stimpy?" I'm like, "Fuck, it's too easy." <laughs> like every single time, I make a list. Yeah. I'm like, "God damn it!" Uh, like I'm Here. trying to think of three similar shows, and every single time, like there's a oh. clear bad option and a clear way good option of the three. <laughs> okay, like, Cow and Chicken would be real hard to get through again. Okay, if you want, like, instead of instead of saying Ren and Stimpy, you should replace it with Two Stupid Dogs. That makes it hard. Wait, did I say Ren? Did I say Ren and Stimpy? Yes, I meant to say Rocco's Mad on Life. 
That's also we're not still, good. We're just still too Rocko obvious. Mo- yeah, Rocko Mo- 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 Modern Life. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I had in my head. Come on, Rocco, let's yeah, go. Rocco's Modern Life is so, <laughs> so obviously better than the other choices. Did you see that the... Yeah, it had to be really dumb ones like Two Stupid Dogs and Angry Beavers. <laughs> that shudder. Oh, I hate Angry Beavers. <laughs> so dumb. It's a, Angry Beavers is literally a movie I would see adults watch because it has Owen Wilson and like Adam Sandler in it, basically, which is like the most annoying thing ever. He basically was Owen Wilson. He basically is Owen his Wilson. Char- his whole character is just I'm Owen Wilson. He's just like, come on, man, you don't have to be like that. Eddie. We could we could just hang out. There's no reason to get so uptight. He's like, no, we got to get uptight. And it's like, oh, OK, those are their only characters. It would basically like, I mean. Well, because it was Stimpy's too easy too. Because like, yeah. I don't know why you hang out with that mosquito. <laughs> it's like there's so many great episodes of that show. I've seen, I've even seen the Lost episodes, uh, or not uh, Lost episodes, but the ones they wouldn't air on TV because they were too adult. Yeah, like the one where there's like literally like them at like I think it's like a bar or something, and like they're. Like, I think they're like drinking alcohol and talking about sex. Somebody come up with a good ultimatum and email it to us <laughs> of like early 2000s Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon shows. Would you rather watch? We probably watched all of. He, I, I have seen all of them. I've seen uh, all of them back then. Here, here you go. Come up with an ultimatum for us and we'll have to discuss the pros and cons and you'll discover how much we watched of those shows. Which would you prefer to watch? Uh, would you prefer to watch? Uh wait okay i can do i can do a pretty good one do you want to watch the uh what what is it called that juniper lee or something like that do you remember that show juniper lee yeah it's the one with the girl with the dragonfly like the like the stereotypical asian girl with a neon stripe in her hair and she goes around and like solves crime or something i've never heard of the show Okay, well, there's Juniper. You did it. You broke would me. You, I've never heard of would it. Would you like to watch Juniper like Lee? The wild card, not knowing what it is. American just, just... American Dragon, Jake Long, or Jackie Chan Adventures? Because they're all about Asian kids. So here's your problem. <laughs> yes. You watched Disney Channel. I watched every channel. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't I didn't know Disney Channel existed. What? So American Dragon is vroom. Uh, I think Jackie Chan was Nickelodeon, though, or something. No, Jackie Chan was... Cartoon Network? Uh, or was it KQCA 58? KQCA 58. Okay, that's what I, I... Those are the three things I had. At, at home, I watched Cartoon Network and, and Nickelodeon, but at, at, at when I was at my dad's shop working, and we were... Well, not working, but they were working, and I was yeah. along for the ride. We had video games, or we had KQCA 58, which was like Jackie Chan Adventures, Animaniacs, Tiny Toons, I want to say. Yeah. And then it was like... Suddenly it was like the adult block, so it'd be like uh it'd be like uh Star Trek Next Generation and Simpsons and Third Rock from the Sun. And a lot of this is like my formative shit because I was stuck with it. Which Star Trek's not a bad show to be stuck with, Next Generation. That's a lot of seasons <laughs> that you they can cycle through it yeah. random. <laughs> you know what? Uh now that I think about it, I would I, say I mean, ha- Okay, here's an ultimatum. Which one did you pick out of those ones since since you know them? Jackie Chan Adventures. I'd probably, I mean, I know that one, so it's the one I'd go with. It's honestly default. the better of the. It probably is. Because. It has a good intro song. It has a, it has a good intro song. It does. It does it's okay. a good intro it's song. A good intro song. Okay, here's a, here's an ultimatum. Also, that, Uncle's the best character. Here's a, here's a three <laughs> ultimatum that is genuinely hard to pick on which, if you can only watch one of them, which would you choose, which is Street Sharks, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now we're going older. Or this Ghostbusters like, Extreme. 
So now which are like the so cool, now we're, we're the miss, three we're, coolest shows that aired when I was a fucking like in elementary school. So now school. we're missing the margin in the other direction a little bit, where it's harder to remember because like the the glut of like '90s and '80s television, Excuse where you. every show was like a cast of four mutant people. Yes, like you might as well be like biker mice from Mars, cowboys of Moo Mesa. Which I okay, watched. Okay, replace, replace. I watched Cowboys and Mesa. Replace. Uh, I replace, had VHS copies of Cowboys and Mesa. Replace Ghostbusters Extreme with Cowboys and Mesa. <laughs> there you go. You pick, which which mutant or team do you want to watch? Black cartoon. Fuck that cartoon. Or the the, the Beetlejuice cartoon. The Beetlejuice cartoon was good as fuck. It Shut was. your mouth. It was super good. It had it such a good intro too. I think it was. Yeah. Dude, oh, that intro it, was, it, so it was so good. So well animated. It was so good because this was like the options were Cowboys and Ninja Turtles, like 1989 yes. version. So, Cowboys and Mesa, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Street Sharks. Uh, it has to be Ninja Turtles, right? I mean, it, the, the, here's the hard part is because they're were all the star, good. Were the Street Sharks, did they even have personalities? Hell yeah, they did. I don't think I cared. One was the California Surfer. I don't surfer. think I even cared about that show when I was a kid because they were just like, I literally like hated looking at them. Like what? their entire body was just a mouth. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Why would you watch this? It's true. Uh, the main villain was also basically Robotnik, but wearing a scuba suit. Where um, Cowboys of Mesa was like really like some of that really stilted like, oh thanks, it's like thanks, buddy, and all that other stuff. Yeah. Like all the all like the small town of people all friendly with each other. Then like the villains come into town. Like they come do bad things like every oh, week. No, every week we villain. gotta stop them. And like the the woman and children characters would be like ah yeah, and like talking like you gotta get them deputy. And like I'm gonna shoot my gun that shoots stars. Basically like their guns shot stars. Well, they shot sheriff stars. Yes, yeah. Their his gun shot sheriff stars because they could have shoot bullets. They could have real guns in a kids show, so it shot his badge at people. <laughs> Yeah, which was still a gun. It also, which just, is kind it of it was still just a gun. It's kind of more risky. It's, I mean, it wouldn't like, penetrate as much, but no, it definitely but, is. Ter- it's more immediately off-putting. Yeah, you shooting like a bladed shuriken. Yeah, he you. basically shot shurikens <laughs> at people. That's kind of scary. Like, I don't want a shuriken gun coming at me. Like, it's yeah. It, it, well, I mean, that's the Yahtzee. That's the Yahtzee quote, right? Yeah, it had shot shurikens and lightning. The only way it could be more cool if it had tits that was on fire. <laughs> Like, I'm trying to think what God, I watched everything as a kid. I was such a also Cowboys of Mesa kept singing like bad faux country for yeah. like for but like of the Doro the Explorer like budget. <laughs> I've I'm trying to think now like uh what I watched both the Sonic cartoons. I, I watched did, I did too. Um, I significantly preferred the one that actually felt like it had a world instead of being a weird nightmare. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> like the one that was like oh we're at the resistance what are we gonna do today it's like we're gonna get sonic what else are we gonna do <laughs> and he had the stupid like, oh come on guys God. i don't think we need to do that that's the, not gonna be a good completely idea completely insufferable and it was like the robotic just had two mega idiots it was his it only, was as his entire force literally beak they were worse it was than beaks Rocket. and drills i think were their names I think I experienced Team Rocket first. Did so you? I was like, why are these guys so much less competent than Team Rocket? Who is the most incompetent? Who never succeed at things. By the way, it's only been 10 years since they've been trying to get a Pikachu. Um, that's pretty impressive. Specifically that one. It's only been 10 years? Uh, in the show's timeline, technically, yeah. Oh, I was like, how are you getting 10 years? I'm like, I stopped watching this show like 15 years ago. <laughs> I don't understand your timeline. That's, I will say that's the only thing that I find impressive about Japanese animation versus American animation. Yeah. Is that uh, Japanese animation, if something is 
going well. They're like, we're doing it for life. <laughs> Whereas American are like, you get like two seasons, make it work. Here's the budget, go for it. Like, are you saying you prefer it when it stops? No, it just it's kind of scary because you think about it, it's like I I can say that it's like yeah, yeah. I watched like two, American shows end, but it's like I watched two even ep- the like, popular ones. Yeah, I watched two seasons Except of Teen Titans Go. What I watched two seasons <laughs> of Courage the Cowardly Dog and it was good. All and our I liked favorite it. ones are distressingly short. Um, usually, Invader Zim. I watched two seasons of it. it Not was, even or a season and a half. It's a season and a half, and abruptly just weirdly yeah. ends and half. Like, like we record the audio but they never animated it yeah it was like, like okay that was fun and then it's like one piece was 15 years oh wow okay that's a long commitment to an animation show invader zim <laughs> also qualifies in that this is actually genuinely terrifying scale invader zim remember was the part when he was replaced stealing people's organs remember the part where he almost vomited organs because he had so yeah. many organs a in his seat, fucking body which led to the such the, the fantastic line where he goes in for his checkup finally and she's like oh such plentiful organs <laughs> it's like what the f-? and then the, the other kid that comes one in person's he, like voice box is replaced with like the, the, ca- the cow sound can and so she's just sitting there like drooling and making the cow noise i'm like the fuck is this? <laughs> <Because> she like <laughs> freaks out by it because she's like, well, let me hear. Let me. I think she like checks his heart rate and it's like. And she like freaks uh. out and like the news comes and it's all this like big deal. Uh, He's like trying to talk past all of his tongues. Yeah. <laughs> like he can't. <laughs> it's really horrible. <laughs> I'm a, on one hand, I'm it's like, weird because that show starts out on like the most scary premise ever, which is literally there's giant alien race that goes through and like the Zerg just destroys planets and sim- like basically consumes them. And it only gets creepier from there. Yeah. And then suddenly <laughs> somehow it gets like it, it's even more scary because you think about the idea that like. The- but it's like but it's interspersing that with moments like I got check my bubble gum. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Gur is like. The, it's gir- the one that's like it's like the the keys you dangle in front of the children yeah. so they don't get too scared by all the stuff that's happening. Gur is literally okay. For one, Gur was like, if you ever dated a, he, a faux he, goth girl in high school, she probably had like some kind of Gur paraphernalia oh, yeah. um, right next to their uh, Jack Skellington. Yes, thing. yes. Uh, secondly, Gur <laughs> is like the symbol, the the giant erected. By the way, that symbol. goth girl was my brother. <laughs> He went to Halloween with uh, as Jack Skellington at one point, and he also had like jackets that were Jack Skellington or Gur and pins yeah. and like keychains of them. They were like, the just repeating. They were just the like, cool thing to do. Like, Stop. Uh, just Gur- get one. Gur was a really. Uh, I would say the only thing that's impressive about Gur is that he is like the the sole perfect companion comedy character yes he is just the embodiment of the perfect character he could could make me laugh without saying things yes like one of the funniest moments for me was when he gets like he gets chained to the tree outside and immediately starts walking in circles around it (laughs) and the moment he hits the edge of the uh of his leash he just and like falls on his back (laughs) and stands up and goes the other way around and does it again (laughs) it's like and he's just doing that in silence he's just doing like this hyper like satire version of what dogs do like so exaggerated and he goes straight to it the moment he's there he's immediately doing the stupid thing I think my other one is he's like silently drinking a uh, like a slurpee and he's like sucking on it so hard his face sucks into into the slurpee and he's like that's that's the that's the line I just said. <laughs> yeah, it was like I got check the bubble gum. It's like yeah. uh, and the same. I, he's like flying. Actually, wait, that's the scene where it, 
That's that's the scene where he's like, he, I told you to keep the door locked, and then he's like, I opened the window, <laughs> and then like, and then and then he, and after that, he throws him outside and chains him to the. Yeah. That's when that happens. It's yeah. all the same scene. <laughs> I love the scene where he's flying. He's like, he, uh, Zim's riding on him to fly after Dib, and he like falls over and runs out of fuel. He's like. Where's all the fuel? He's like, I replaced it with tuna. And he's like, it's like sucking his foot and tuna's coming out. Dude. He's like, I'm all out of tuna. It's like, <laughs> it's like what? Dib's poor, terrifying life. Dib, Doesn't he end episodes with like not a brain sometimes and things like just horrible yeah. things? Happen? His father's also like terrifying. His father like literally, uh, I think his father literally neglected his children to make There's just such a toast. spectrum of how watchable these shows are when you go back to them. Because yes. I, I went back and watched Invader Zim when I was like 25 or something. Yeah. And I was like, yes, yeah, works. Yeah. I'm Invader, cool with this. Invader Zim still works, but I think that's because of the humor. Like the humor yeah. itself is not, is not trying to, uh, it's not trying to devolve itself to being like, it has to be child friendly, but also has to appease adults. And uh, the it, it, no, the guy was just like, look, I find this funny and you're going to find it funny too, because mm-hmm. the whole show is about this kind of humor. It's like, yeah. Okay. I'm always interested in how like some shows can make me laugh so much and other shows can just never register on the scale for me. Yeah. Like I can get, I could skip to a random minute of Invader Zim and probably laugh more than I did during Deadpool Two. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like uh, a high budget production all about just trying to make me laugh. And I was uh, like, and one of the two I told you earlier today, like one of the two times yeah. I laughed when I was in the theater was, was to the trailer beforehand because it was like for Fate Stay Night something, yeah. and they were like, can destiny be real if we don't have eyes or some dumb anime ass line played and that was the only thing they said in the entire trailer and then it just ended i was like what the fuck (laughs) the like a good example for me is um is live action slap or live action deadpan humor never works i i like i it's one of the deadpan works for me in uh the cornetto trilogy huh like I laugh a lot during the quiet, like not jokey scenes of like Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, I can like when he's just like nonchalantly walking around and like a zombie apocalypse is happening in the background and things like that. Yeah, it's like changing the channel on the TV and it's like every word perfectly constructs what's happening in the apocalypse, but he's not not absorbing. Like he's literally changing the channel too fast to absorb that every single news station is about the zombie apocalypse happening right now. And he's just not paying attention. And every time he changes the channel, the next channel is picking up where the other one left off in the same sentence. Yeah. And even then, he's still not registering that the apocalypse yeah. is happening. It's the the I don't know why. It's just like for some reason, real life people doing deadpan humor, it never feels right. Like, especially when they're saying something, like when they mm-hmm. say a joke that's supposed to be deadpan, it makes me mad because it's like, I, I've heard that joke, but I've heard it in anime and it's somehow better I've heard it in anime. and it's like, it's so much funnier somehow because they have like, this is not like my Japanese animes, but I watch, I, there's an anime going on right now that is like all just, just so much deadpan humor and it is just fucking cripplingly humorous. <laughs> I can't like I, I like I watch the show and I'm like and like I'm basically uh, mentally deficient by the end of it because I'm laughing so much that I have to just take a moment to, to like regain sanity because it's just so there's like a whole scene where the like a, a child's literally trying to get like to do a happy birthday for um for this for this guy that's taking care of her and so she's going around and like trying to find the things to celebrate birthdays with but she doesn't yeah. have the money to do it and she doesn't know what to do. And the end result is he walks in and she's basically made a funeral for him. 
where she made like a a coffin that's filled with all of his favorite stuff and like she set up like she basically set up a uh, an offering uh like a little plate of offering which is food that he likes and she put it in like such a specific pattern that makes it look like prayer beads and she like did all this on on accident and he walks in he's like is this like am i dead and she like pops out and she's like happy birthday and he's just like staring at her and she like stares at him she's like Oh, I did it wrong. <laughs> it's like, what? Wh- how? What? What was the whole point of this? And he's like, it's just like, both parties are just looking at each other like, I, I didn't ask for this. Why did you do it? And she's like, I don't know why I did this. Are you happy? And neither party is like, and neither party is giving any response. Didn't work for anybody. Yeah, like both parties just did looking you, did at you each name other. The anime? No, um, I didn't. You should name the anime. To save that commenter that we'll be asking, what is he talking about this time, Code? What? Do you not know the name of the anime? I don't know the name is of the anime. Is it like Japanese words? It's... Because that's, that's what, that gets really rough for me, is when they don't have an English title for it. Yeah, for there's help, no English to help, title. To help us out. Here, uh... Here, here... Because I was like, here. oh yeah, we recommend this show about a teacher. It's called... Uh, I'll remember that. <laughs> Shit. There's a couple of them. There's Assassination Classroom, Sayonara, Zetsubo Sensei. Uh, What's the one that's supposed to be like the most critically acclaimed or like fan favorite ever, like one about some teacher? I think it's the one where they or the guy fights a deer. Nichijo? The one where he like he like wrestle slams a deer in Nichijou. that one scene? Yeah. Is that the one that's like one that's of the, the comedy, yeah. It's like in like the top twenty ever animes or something like yes, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's I need to start watching some of the top animes ever and see if any of them are I can get uh, into. Nichijo's hilarious to me. It's Preferably a- shows that have like maybe two seasons and end. <laughs> that's a lot. Oh right, I forgot Japanese seasons Japanese anime seasons are like fifty episodes. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Ace you know, I mean like a show that has a run. As opposed to, uh, was made until it wasn't profitable anymore. <laughs> like Bleach. That's kind of hard. Now you're asking a little bit of the impossible. Now I'm asking for the impossible. Yeah. What happened to that show? What What about this, the astronaut show? Space Bros? Space Bros? It finished. Yeah. Not as in like completed. Oh. They, they just stopped making new episodes. It doesn't episodes. have an ending? It does in the manga. It's just like Gangsta. No, <laughs> the Space Bros company didn't go bankrupt. No, <laughs> but Gangsta has like one of the worst cliffhangers in the history of media. It does, yeah. Which is that the guy's jumping between buildings on his way to help someone or something in a, in a ticking clock scenario, and the cliffhanger end up end of episode, and then there's just never another episode. No, it wasn't even a season finale. I don't think it's literally they just stopped making episodes because they went bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> and it just ends there. And you're like, the fuck. <laughs> What are you used to me? Yep. Uh, your best bet is to probably watch, like, trigger shows. I've been having fun are... reading these things, like, reading manga that are just, like, isolated things that just will end. Oh, I yeah. Got, like, I finished my entire Junji Ito collection, and I also read the manga adaptation of All You Need Is Kill, by, which is ad- adapted by the Death Note guy. Yeah. And, like, that's You can read Death right Note. Time. It's finished. <laughs> I did. Oh. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Uh... You could read... By the way, All You Need Is Kill does not go the way I thought it was going to. No. It's a very different uh, plot point, ultimately, than uh, than the movie. Like, uh, one bit. might say the opposite it, plot point. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. It happens. Uh, yeah. It's called uh, Director's goes, director's Touch. <laughs> like, guy and girl meet each other, and then the direction they go in, in the movie versus the manga and book is like, 
Vroom. Yeah. <laughs> exact opposite. Partly because the rules are literally different between the two universes, specifically surrounding that part of it. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, up yeah. until then, the rules about the looping match. and then But then once they meet each other, you, get, you learn about a new rule about how that works in All You Need Is Kill. And they just don't do that in the movie. Yeah. And instead do the other thing. And I'm super mixed about which one I even prefer. Because hmm. I kind of liked the... I kind of liked in the movie where they're like, where only one of them is looping and like he's like, like when they go out and their, their plan keeps getting more and more advanced and they get to the part where like the, uh, like they get to that one house and like, this is it. This is the end of the road for you. If I ever, if I take you past this point, you always die and like stuff like that, like that, those kind of plot points. Yeah. Like, like that's made up for that movie entirely. Yeah. But it's all, it's like, that's actually cool plot points that work. The problem for me is that the ending of that movie is garbage. I hate the ending of the movie where they're just like, they just, they just like, it, it ends with a heroic sacrifice and they're just like, but JK, everyone wins and everyone's fine. And there's no consequences. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that's, like, I'm like, that's not how the rules worked. <laughs> the whole well, point is that you stopped the loop. That means that you don't loop, but then they loop anyway. But one last time, just because of audience wish fulfillment. Yes. Uh, it the exists. End, the ending sucks. It exists just to appease people. It's exactly like uh, the ending of, uh, it's exactly like the rewritten ending of uh, the Will Smith vampire movie. Oh, um, Legion? Not Legion. Not Legion. Um, I Am I, Legend? I Am Legend. Yeah. Which, like, I read the... Is it I Am Robot and I Am Legend? I Robot. I Robot? Yeah. Why does he have two movies that start with I? Uh-huh. That's dope. That's... There's also an I in Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, there's no that. I in Squad. <laughs> There's no I in suit though. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I guess the answer's not anymore. Oh, edgelord humor. Oh, from, no. this, this is some real like like kindergarten <laughs> fucking edgelord humor. Like, how many babies does it take to paint a house? It depends on how hard you throw them. It doesn't actually. It doesn't. It depends on how much blood is in those babies. <laughs> like. I mean, now you're asking the real question. If you get if you throw an anemic there's child, approximately three pints, and that's not going to cover a wall. Yeah, I mean, if you throw a child that has anemia, then it's useless because it has less blood than the other children. Like, what the <laughs> fuck's wrong with you? I mean, work work smarter, not harder. Like, just because you throw a lot of babies doesn't mean it's covering more have ground. You, have you read the original I Am Legend? No, neither have I. But I read the. I know the. But plot. I read the comic. <laughs> There's a reoccurring thing where like I'll read the comic book adaptation of something instead of the original version for some reason. So I read the vi- I read the graphic novel of I Am Legend, and yeah, like he the movie ends with him like in like vampire jail because he's like the only human left and he's like dangerous and all the vampires are just are the new society now. Yeah, and like eh, he's, just put him up there in that tower, lock him away because they won't kill him. But like it's like yeah, stop stop attacking people. <laughs> like they lock him up because they find out that everyone else is vampires now and like that's it. Like the new society and just moved on without him, and now he is legend. Is like the, literally the title of the book is about yeah. the ending, <laughs> and like the title's about the ending, and they changed the ending in the in the in the in the movie to have nothing to do with like. The, so it's just a title that they just doesn't. Mean yeah, anything. Th- isn't the ending of the movie where he just kind of like like helps create a cure or something? In, in the end of the movie, he sacrifices himself so that the so that the mom and child can just leave and, That's go, and then they yeah. randomly find some camp somewhere yeah. and then the movie just ends and it's like it's just out of it's just like all ass pull oh yeah cool the settlement that never came up before or whatever like in the also in the movie uh he's like 
this the last person in all of this city, which I, they probably did because it's like cinematic and stuff. Yeah. But in the I think in the book, he, in, he's just like hermiting out in one house and like bunkering it down and everything. Yeah, he's like hermiting in a mansion or something. He's like he's hiding in one house from from all the things that keep showing up outside. Yeah. There's a lot uh, of that, but we should finish this email so we, we never have to open it again. Yes. Because we keep reopening the same email. Yes, I would like to finish it as well. Where we, we, did the, we did the books one last time, right? Uh, yes. So, oh, wait, the last question kind of barely makes sense. Yeah. So, when is Keith going to finish Super Meat Boy? I did. Is, that okay. was a finale. I beat the credit, credits rolled. I beat Dr. Fetus. Did you get all the bonus levels? No, fuck you. Then that's not completed. <laughs> Fuck um, you. So that's your answer. When is Andrew's playthrough coming? No, because he quit YouTube. He's never doing solo Let's Plays ever again. R.I.P. R.I.P. Uh, you see, the game has been my life for more years than I can count. I have a certain pride. Okay, never mind. This email turns. was already over, as it turns out. <laughs> He's just quoting Hand of Fate 2, because memes. So that's never mind. We were actually already done with that email. Cool. <laughs> We have a bunch more. Also, he tried to rickroll us. He did try to rickroll us. He's like, oh man, this is a brilliant video essay lampooning Ready Player One. And he linked us to rickroll and uh, it auto expanded in the email. So it's clearly rickroll. <laughs> we can see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. YouTube is not. You, oh, Gmail doesn't let that happen. Uh, the Yeah. The topic from Preed was. Uh, or What's a see. game you wish you could forget? Oh, my God. That's this list is too big now. Um, we're gonna answer the. I, I, I feel like we've answered this before. I don't know, but uh, but uh, I, I, what I know is that we're gonna answer this in opposite directions. We're both gonna approach this in different directions. Are we? Yeah, because you're gonna want to forget a game that you hated, and I'm gonna want to forget a game I loved, so I could re-experience it. Oh, you could use it in that way. Yeah, you can use it as a force for good. In fact, you don't want to forget things you hate because then you'll just maybe run into it again. No, because if I forgot nine nine nine, I would never play it. Maybe. No, I know. I would like, never play it. Especially so. since you can't forget both games. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I would never... Oh, that may... No, I wouldn't want to do that, because then I wouldn't understand why I hate Virtue's Awesome Award so much. Yeah. Well, I would, I would like to forget about Sonic, but there's too many to forget. <laughs> I mean, I would want to forget about Mass Effect 1, because it has the most, like, oh, shit moments throughout it that, like, I really enjoyed, and I want, like, I want to re-experience them. Nope, but I, I want to do that with Portal! Portal. Portal's a good one. Portal's Portal. A, I Portal wish I could Portal forget Portal. Two are good ones. God, like, I wish I forget. I wouldn't it. mind forgetting The Witness entirely and rediscovering it. Oh, I don't. For mechanical. Well, I know that you hated the game, obviously, but uh, like I would, I would love to be able to re-experience all those aha moments and stuff like that. Well, like yeah, the, I'd love to re-experience the narrative of of like Mass Effect and not know it. Yeah, I think that's like the only cool thing about uh about other people having children is fucking that Vermeer. Vermeer. Ah. Just all of the just the entire Vermeer segment of that game is so good. Yeah, there's there's a couple of games I would like to forget. Yeah, Portal, Portal 2 would be and great. The Conduit. Uh, and Vigil. Ah. I want to re I want to re-experience that. Like both the stakes of Vermeer and also the, the decision on Vermeer, but above above all, the encounter with Sovereign on Vermeer and just the realization of like how fucked everything is and the scale of your conflict that you didn't oh, realize yeah. until now, and, realize and how Reapers. intimidating its presentation is. Like everything about that, the, the the conversation with Sovereign is so good. Yes. the first time, 
and then all and all the stakes going in your confrontation with Saren, but then also like you go to you go after the the conduit and you meet with Sigil. I mean Vigil, and Vigil explains the Protheans to you and this planet and how fucked everything is, and you and you fully understand things. And then you do the the fucking like speed rush down the hallway, do a, a sweet kick flick jump into the portal, and just crash into the citadel where you then climb. You deactivate gravity and climb up the side of a skyscraper while yeah. fighting turrets and shit. I'm like, it's a real good ending to a game. <laughs> it it's really intense. Um, like, as much as people hype up the other games in the franchise, even Mass Effect 2 and 3 never have that cool of shit happen. No. That I, was cool shit. I do remember the ending even of Mass Effect 1 more than I remember 2. Yeah. I don't remember what 2 was. I remember even at the time, people were like, uh, people were, kept saying, like, this will be like the, the final 90 minutes or like some of the most memorable shit that has ever happened in video games. I don't think ever in video Whereas games. Whereas in Mass Effect 2, it's like, there's a human, uh, there's a human reaper, shoot it in the face hole, then flip the bird to the invisible man. You did it. Oh, that's right. That's what the ending was. Yeah. What a shit ending. Here's the best way to improve the ending to Mass Effect 2. Take Miranda with you. <laughs> the ending's just way better if Miranda betrays the Invisible Man in the ending. Because whoever's with you in your party is in the final conversation. Yeah. And Miranda just flips the bird to Invisible Man, basically. Just like, eh, nope, I'm with Shepard now, fuck you. And it's way better of an ending <laughs> than anybody else you can take with you, basically. I'm trying to think. When Mass uh... Effect 3 had an ending. <laughs> That was memorable for different reasons. Yeah. God. <laughs> to this day, I still argue you can fix so much of Mass Effect 2 by just deleting most of the ending. Not extended edition, even. Just fucking... You're sitting there with Anderson, and poor Anderson's like, Oh, no, we did it, Shepard, but I like, ah, it's too much for me. And then like, you press the button, and then just have the button kill all the, the Reapers like it was supposed to. Yeah. And then have everyone party. Then then have the Citadel DLC happen where everyone parties. <laughs> But instead, they're like, no, a magical thing comes down and a hologram child gives you an ultimatum, but none of the ultimatum makes sense. And you can't, no matter how much you stare at it for like five hours at the decisions that he poses to you and try to analyze them, even his explanation of what will happen doesn't make sense in universe. Yeah. Like, you, it's, it's, the, it's the most grand scale, like, galaxy sweeping decision that's ever happened at the end of any video game and it's so poorly explained where you can't even accurately say you even know what the decisions are going to do i one was like control all robotic life so this and the other one was like wipe out all human or wipe out all organic life and then all all this is like the middle ground was like why don't you just become hybrids and i was like wait that one doesn't make sense just all this is like why every time like whenever i hear like Rooster Teeth podcast or some other random thing, and some assholes are like, "Oh yeah, Mass Effect's great. Just skip the first one." Like, fuck you. Who says skip the first Mass Effect? Everyone. What? Because of the makeup. So many people say to skip the first one. I think that's because it's kind of awkward and shit. Like it's a little janky and it's controls or whatever, and the Mako's not amazing. I guess I, the Mako's so the only part so I have a complaint about. So everyone says all the time to skip the first one and just play the second and third ones. So I'm like, what the fuck? It's clearly the best game. You should probably skip the third one, play the first and it's second. It's clearly <laughs> the best game in the series. And isn't I'm like, the, what's wrong with you? Isn't the third game, like, doesn't the third game start off, you get on your ship, and some guy's like, hey, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, who the fuck are you? And third, he's like... The third one starts off on you uh, hold, uh, being 
uh, <laughs> being put on trial on Earth for a crime you committed in the DLC of the second game. <laughs> oh, right. That's what happened. I forgot. Because they made I, a DLC like, I didn't know that what sets up the next game. Yeah, I didn't know what so, was going on. And I guarantee you most people didn't play it because that's how DLC works. Yeah. So they don't know what's happening in the next game. I, d- I don't remember what happened. Or I remember starting Mass Effect 3 and going like, did we leave? Was I arrested and for something? it was something? also like the worst DLC because it has massive plot holes and conveniences that are all like a giant mess. Well, yeah, I had to make room for three. Um, I'm trying to think of like any other game I would possibly want to forget for the better, mm-hmm. like to re-experience it and have the magic. Well, you said Portal. I said Portal and Portal 2 would be great. Banjo-Kazooie? No. <laughs> that was a sound. I wouldn't play Banjo-Kazooie again. What are your favorite games? You mean like you, you think like if you didn't have memory of Banjo Kazooie, you wouldn't like be convinced to, to try it? Yeah, because Banjo Kazooie is what got me into the collectathon platformer genre. Uh. So if it if I never played it before, I would just only be able to remember the bad collectathon uh. platformers like ukulele. Whereas and- if I'd ever played Mass Effect, I would have played it anyway. I would play I would play it anyway now because of Kotor and Dragon Age. Yeah. Where my only experience besides Banjo Kazooie of collectathons that I now enjoyed. Now it's getting meta. Now you're talking about like your life choices. Like, yeah. would you ever re encounter this game if you didn't play it? You See, I added a new vector and then you added another new vector. Yeah. It's like the assumption is that you forget the game and then you can encounter it again. But you have, you've had multiple times now you've talked about how like if you forgot it, you wouldn't play it again. Yeah. I, like I just would 999 never. 999 and Banjo Kazooie. I would just never have interacted with it, which is. The hard part, because I have to like yeah. think of like Super Mario World. The good news is I could forget you, Super Mario World and be okay and yeah. still have a grand time playing Super Mario World for the first time again. Yeah. Where I'd be like, well, this is really hard. How do you do stuff? There's also the thing where like if you just wait long enough, you kind of just forget things anyway. Like we went like we we that happened with us. Like we went back and like went to like go play Perfect Dark. And yeah. like it had been long enough, especially for me, where like I don't fucking remember this game. I just know I love it. I remember a lot of bits and pieces of it, but I don't remember the whole picture. Yeah. Um main, main thing I remembered about Perfect Dark was why me? <laughs> that's, that's just seared into my brain. Yeah. It's it's a very good line. Very Joanna. passionate. Joanna, what are you doing? I'll blow up this facility to save your life. That's like the only thing that we're going to remember is like, you remember why me? And you remember like the stock sounds that are every gun sound. Yeah. And then what you remember is every single different voice saying Joanna. Yeah. <laughs> like Joanna. <laughs> Joanna. Joanna. Like I'm fake. I'm, I'm, I'm fake. fake Sean Connery. Yeah, fake Sean Joanna. Connery. Joanna. And then Joanna. Joanna. I, I don't know doing? why we talk like this. We thought that all the aliens should be towed. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Uh, Are you trying to come up with a better answer than Portal or something? Yes. I don't think I have one. You know what? No, I think. You need to learn to love again. I would like it more if you forgot. If the uh, if the stipulation was you can forget any game you want. But if you forget the if you forget a game that is the first time you've ever uh then your life continues forward from that point as if you never encountered it yes you're trying to find the game you can delete that like, like makes your life happier and if, puts, and gives you no, a good not, career not happier. <laughs> like, and like I'm puts saying, you on a different life trajectory i'm saying like the, the Are game to find out like the ground zero like drug game that ruined your life <laughs> 
I think it'd you know, be, be really depressing is if nothing changes and you just forget the game and that's it. And you're like, I want to forget World of Warcraft. And you're like, there goes a year. <laughs> like the whole period of your life is gone now. I think I think if I forgot, I think if I forgot <laughs> Doom, my life would be for the worse. You, what? Yeah. Why? I think I would have never actually got into. Uh, I would have never like gotten all into shooters or PC yeah. Games I would have never gotten into gaming beyond uh, platformers. Oh, that was like your first time playing in like an aggressive game or whatever. That was my first time playing a first-person shooter and going like, I actually mm. like the power and the control of this. Yeah. I like being able to just kill anything in my path. <laughs> I like the idea that I can just yeah. My, mass. my first PC game was Age of Empires two. Ah, uh, yeah. So that's specifically formative. That's why I still remember my fucking password. Like I still remember. Did you put that as your username? I'm sorry. Not my, yeah, there was a thing where I mixed up my password and my username because I didn't understand the concepts of passwords and usernames. This is my first time ever making one. So my my username in Age of Empires 2 was E5G3. I thought, I thought that was like my password. Keith I the symbiote. I mixed, I mixed them up because I was like, I don't know how old I was, but I was below 10. Like I was young enough and, and the internet was not widespread as a concept that people like accepted properly really it was just there for those that wanted it kind of and so like like a buffet yeah so i, I just had no understanding of like usernames and passwords and i somehow mixed the two up and i'm not really sure how and i had to remember that like my my uh, username was e5g3 and my and my password was like a name of some kind i think which i don't remember as well i think the first time i ever created a username and password um yeah i think the first time i ever created a username and password for a website was a porn website <laughs> at what age uh i was 13 god damn that's early yeah i was 13 i created i only Why did you need a password because they offered a thing that the more you looked at you the more you would get these points that would allow you to actually physically download the files to your computer instead of just looking at them online and so i was like this is a really good system. I'm going to follow the system and download all of the porn and then not need the internet to look at it. By the way, you haven't lived until you have to do technical support for a family member and then you find their porn, their porn folder. <laughs> I've had worse. Um, or not even real porn folder. It's just they're just they're just such a fucking grandpa of a person with computers that they don't understand computers. So they just have never looked in their download folder. Uh, it's just full of all these discrete, all these different things, like a bunch of weird, random, innocent things. And then just like weird porn downloads that have just stayed there because <laughs> they don't know where that folder is or that it exists. Or yeah. How it goes or what goes there. They're probably just and I, I almost guarantee they're probably getting it via like email attachments because like everything's done the least efficient possible way yeah. when you don't know what you're doing i i had the unfortunate encounter to work on work on someone's computer and they were like i need a video file uh recovered like they needed a video file recovered so yeah. i scoured through the hard drive and recovered every video that they had deleted and majority of it was porn hmm. and there was one very nice family video of the guy and his kids and his wife and they were and it was corrupted with porn <laughs> <laughs> the porn's over overriding and, and parts I turned, of it and i turned it on it was porn all along no, it, just, it, just, like, it just had a, a one frame at the beginning of yeah. the family <laughs> it was a ruse that's how you hide it no the uh but yeah it was like i, I had to go through and i'm just sitting there it's like and i can't see a thumbnail of them because they're not you know, real files are just recovered files. Yeah. So I can't see a thumbnail. I just have to open every file individually. And so it's like, open, uh, open, uh, 
open. Uh, There's no okay. thumbnails. No, so I'm just like, this is not going so good. And then it gets to the point. I had the experience where I got a, I bought a used comp- uh, used laptop from Max. Oh, for uh, I bought a used laptop from Max to use for college. Yeah. And uh, one day my friends were were using it for a bit, and they just found porn on it. And I was like. Didn't know that was there. <laughs> it's not mine, actually, as it turns out. Not that anyone would believe me in this situation. <laughs> but, like, it turns out Max didn't reformat the computer That's when he surprising. sold it, which is baffling. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I've been sitting here in paranoia because I'm looking what? at those batteries there. Those, like, those like red and bronze ones. Yes. And first of all, I think those might be my batteries. They are. They've just been sitting here forever. Yeah, you don't dead. Just, you, you don't like dispose of them or anything. I forgot to. Yeah. So yeah, this room's like weird. There's just piles of shit. Uh, so I made a mistake, mm-hmm. uh, which is that uh, my batteries were just sitting on my shelf. I had a, I had like the container that they came from, and I've just been taking them out a few at a time and using them. Okay. And then the but I kept I kept setting the expired ones on a shelf. Like oh, I'll get to those. Uh, one of them exploded. What? Like literally. Ow. Like it popped. What? I was, and it's on film, actually, because I'm playing the game Hot Lava. Okay. And I'm playing it with Durf and so on. And you just hear this loud snap, which after compression and shit, it's all equalized and shit. But at the time, it was the loudest thing in the entire recording. And like everything else was like way smaller than normal in waveform because of how loud the snap was. Oh my God. Which is like over there on my bookshelf, it just a, bo- a battery just popped. And it was the, like the loudest sound. It actually was like it was a real life jump scare. I've never had a battery explode on me like that unless nope, I did it intentionally. So I've, just, I've just been staring at them in paranoia now. Because well, I'm just like, I, uh, what's gonna, when's it going to happen? They won't pop. My guess would be that it's the variability of temperature in the room of, of heating and cooling over time might lead to something. Or, may, or maybe just the pressure of them just causes a thing where just a random defect where it could just happen. But yeah, there was like weird fluids and shit. And I was like wiping them up. And That's like, uh, corrosive acid. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Batteries are kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would recommend disposing of those. <laughs> Well, just in case. Or putting them in something, at least. You put... Are you, all right, now he's stacking them on the dog dildo that we got in the P.O. box. So that they can melt the dog dildo. There we go. That's the way... That's going to be your convenient way of being rid of it. Yes. As if the... If the it's, see, just, oh, the batteries just... They just they just turned on it one day. <laughs> no one... Nothing could have been done about it. What a shame. I definitely didn't precariously stack them on the tip. On its awkward, Just weird, the tip. weird bowl-shaped tip that it has. <laughs> As if it's... <laughs> so it's like a teacup or something? Uh, we've been going for a while, right? Yep, about... Yeah, hey guys, bye-bye. Send your emails to us. Give us cartoon ultimatums, I guess. Or questions. questions. Or just wish Andrew well on his life. His post-YouTube life. Can't snap your own neck. It's really hard. Give him vlogging uh, topics. Get him to vlog and cook things. Vlog? Get him to cook. Hey guys, Andrew here. Welcome to another vlog. How you guys doing? My day is great. I'm sitting at home all day. You say that like you don't vlog. Well, I vlogged about it. Get him to cook two cup of noodles (laughs) inside each other. What? It'll it'll be a cup cupping. (laughs) That is not a good idea. That's like a weird. That's also a lot of. I didn't didn't know where to go with a lot of ramen. God damn! I didn't know where to go from like turducken, but with just cup cupping.
It's a thing. You'll catch on. Bye bye. Bye bye.